You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilling Podcast Network. You always in the service of The Lou Podcast. You always, you always, you always, you always in the service of me. Salute, 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 salute. Salute Podcast. What's up? What they what's do? Good? Welcome yes, to another sir. episode of the Salute Podcast. I am your All boy, right. retired Chief Master Sergeant Pat Wilcox, aka the Hip Hop Chief, aka Conscious Rhyme of the Group Purgatory. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of all current and proud military members and the elements of hip hop. So if you can rap, also dress fresh, and you serve your country, then the salute's for you. All right. So I'm about, to, I'm about to talk about these sponsors here in a minute. I'm going to get into that real quick. But let me tell you something. Let me just say this. It's going to be a good one. I'm telling you. Telling you this is going to be a good one, man. So I got my man here. Exclude everything you just heard. This is a different This is a different situ- situation here. And I'm going to explain to y'all why that's a different situation. You know what I'm saying? Some people might not be hip-hop artists, but they should be hip-hop artists. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they know more about hip-hop than some of y'all cats out there right now. So, we're going to sit back. We're going to relax. You know what I'm saying? He got me, you know what I'm saying? I'm sipping on this Hennessy. In in, in salute. In salute. We're going to talk about some stories. And some of these stories got to do with Hennessy. So, (laughs) so in in salute of my man. He he laughed because he already know. In salute of my man. You know what I'm saying? I broke out the Hennessy. So, we don't do this all the time on the salute, but I broke out the Hennessy. But before we get into all of this, I'm gonna go ahead and shout out these sponsors so we can we can go ahead and knock the stuff out the way and get the business. So okay, let's 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 let's, let's hook it up. All right, up up first is the plugs, the plugs earbuds. www.gettheplugs.com. Enter the code DFPN10 for a 10 percent discount. I like the plugs. You know what I'm saying? I like them better than I like Beats. I'm just putting it out there. Go ahead on try it. I think you'll like it too. So, here we go. Audio Swim. Check out Audio Swim. www.audioswim.com and Premier Element. UAE. www.premierelement.com. One time to my man Shorty Pimp. My man Shorty Pimp to Bronx, aka, AKA you know what I'm saying? D- Dade County, DC. You know what I'm saying? My man, he, they do more than just hip hop. They do management, they do sports management, they do it all, man. Just hit them up, they got stuff for you. All right, next up, Patreon. www.patreon.com backslash that feeling podcast. Where you go just for two bucks, you can hear all these podcasts without any advertisement, without my man Black jumping in and doing what he do. So, all right, so that's that. All right, next up is the merch. Let's talk about the merch. So here we go. I talk about the merch all the time. We got the merch. We got the t-shirt. On the back of the t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? It's that feeling. One time in that feeling, y'all know who y'all are. So you can get all kinds of colors, man. I said my mom wanted purple. She got purple. That's what it is. It's tight. 
So got cups. You got cups. You got sippy cups for the kids. If you ask nice enough, might get the sippy cup for the kids. They don't they don't got it. You know what I'm saying right now? But if you ask nice enough, you might just get it. So there it is right there. Alright? So without further ado, what's up to my man Chuck? Chuck, before we get into this, Chuck, I got some. So I got I think I got a surprise for you, dog. I, I think I got a surprise for you. You ready? You ready oh, yeah. for this surprise? Oh, <laughs> 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 yes, oh, hold up now. I already yeah. told them. I already been telling yeah. cats. I already told them. They don't even know. They don't even know what's yeah. about to happen. Yeah. Hey, he don't even care. He don't even know what's about to happen. He didn't even know. You don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, you know what I'm saying? I got that Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? I had to break out the Hennessy for my man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know how we do. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I, real quick, I'm, I'm gonna tell the story that I let our solo say something, you know, it's afterwards, you know what I mean? But I don't told this story before, especially when our solo was on here. And I'm telling you, I, I tell a story, man. And people look, you know, they did. So I, I like to put faces with the story. Like I say something about Shorty Pimp, and they be like, who here is Shorty Pimp? I bring Shorty Pimp on, like, okay, I see that's my man, Shorty Pimp. So let me tell the story. So here I am. I just came out of tech school. I get to my first duty station, Tyndall Air Force Base in Panama, Wax City, Florida, where my man Al Solo is still stuck. So I get there, you know what I'm saying? I'm this Miami dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, you know, what's the pot? What's going on? So I'm, I'm like bored out of my mind. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm getting here, I don't know nobody. I'm like sick to my stomach. So I come up with this plan. My plan is I'm just gonna leave my door. And whoever passed by, the first person I pass by, like they real, I'ma stop. So, so, so what happened was I'm sitting there. I saw the first time when they went past. Like, damn, I could get to them. Can get to them fast enough. I'ma hold tight. I think they gotta come back past this way again. So, they come back past, and I come out like, what, what's up, man? How y'all doing? What's up? I probably would look like some kind of like some kind of square. Cause this cat here, Op Solo, he just looking at. He look like Debo. <laughs> I can't look at me like yo. He looking at me like oh, I'm about to knock you. I'm about to knock you out. Don't you better be careful what you say. I'm wearing like 135, 125, 135. You know what I'm saying? He just deep on grilling. He ain't said nothing. He ain't the whole time. He ain't said one word. He just grilling. <laughs> Chuck doing all the talking. Chuck like, oh man, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm from Miami, man. I'm new here, whatever. You know, y'all know what I had on. So I, I had got all dressed up like I was going somewhere. Wasn't going nowhere. It was, I had my little, I had my, I think I had some Nordica shorts on with like a, a brown Nordica sh shorts on with a, like a brown and, and blue Nordica shirt with my hat on. I like I was going somewhere. I wasn't going nowhere. Mouth full of gold teeth. They probably like, who this dude, you know what I'm saying? Mouth full of gold teeth. So, so he talking to me. He like, yeah, man, yeah, we got, you know, we got the NCO club. You know, we gonna, you know, that was up. You know, we come out to the NCO club with us later on. We can get together and make it happen. Man, that's the best thing. That was like music to my ears. That was the best thing somebody could ever told me that day, man. And, and he just know he, he didn't even know he made my day. We went out that night, we kicked it, and we've been friends ever since. Friends down ever since. You know what I'm saying? This man here, I know he lived right down the hall for me in the in the dorms. You know what I'm saying? One time to the quads. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. If he was in the quads at that point, you know you know what we was doing. So he lived down the hall. I didn't know. So you know, and now I I know somebody. So I started going down to this cat, hanging out with our solo, talking to him. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I think Chuck lived off base. He did live off base. He had his own spot off base. He had been in longer than us. So he already, he already moved off the off the post, off the base. So I go down there, you know, I start kicking it without solo. And, and then, then, you know what I'm saying? This is how Purgatory was birthed. So the reason why I got this man on this show is because it, it, I would have no podcast. There would not be an op solo and there would not be a Purgatory if it was not for this man right now. Yeah, for this introduction, I'm, I'm giving because he deserved it. This man know more about hip hop than part of your best artists. I promise you. He from Texas. I'm gonna let him tell you about that. He ain't even from, he like me. That's probably why we got along so good. I'm from Miami, I'm straight hip hop. He's from Texas. He was straight hip hop. Hold up, hold up. Who else in here? That's it. That's the, I think that's still you. All right. But anyway, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? He from Texas. So we kind of, you know, we kind of clicked on that level, just on that. You know what I mean? But let me tell you, you can't beat this man no hip hop. This man know hip hop. This man know what it is. You know what I'm saying? He, he know your best rappers, rapper. So, I, you know, I had a rough week this week. And I started thinking, I was like, man, who I could put on this show, man? I need, I, I need to take it back. I need to take it back to 1996. I was just, just feeling it in my spirit. I had to go back to 96. And I was like, damn, who, you know, so I got I to get, get the dungeon back. We got to get the dungeon back, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, what we going to do? So. I said, let me call up my man Chuck, man, and put him on here. Yeah, I'm solo job jumped out. Where you go? Oh, there you go. Hold up. All right, you back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was like, I need to get the dungeon back. I need to have that good times I had, you know what I'm saying? Sip on some Hennessy, tell some Hennessy drunk stories. You know what I'm saying? Just talk about some stuff. But if he could have been an artist, this man could have been an artist. But I tell you what, he birthed a whole lot of artists. He knows some of the best hip hop artists in the Air Force. I promise you this. If you were dope, you came across Chuck. You know what I'm saying? I know it, man. I'm telling you. So, without further ado, this is my man Chuck. You know what I'm saying? My man Chuck Cook, say what's up. Then I'm going to let my man Op Solo throw his, throw his two cents in. What's up, Chuck? Hey, what's good? Hey, appreciate you having me on this joint, man. It's like, hey, we go back 25 years. Yeah. Man, I mean, dude, that's a quarter of a century, man. That's. That's a long time, man. I mean, long time. And and the stories and, and everything that happened throughout the years has been incredible. And just to see where everybody everybody's at these days is, is another beautiful, just so beautiful. Little yeah. boys and grown men, you know, we were we was youngsters doing some wild things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of foolishness, but uh <laughs> Came, yeah, family same. men or whatever they you know and and, and and life changed but hip-hop don't change but life changed it did not change you know what i'm saying so i could have this without our solo you know what i'm saying so I, I hit him up today i was like yo you gonna come through for my man so he's like yeah well, come on now you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let octo his two cents in right here yeah what's up man you know the solo right here you know two two of the i would have to say in, in my 25 years in the Air Force, these two, y'all, the two most official cats, <clears throat> two most solid <clears throat> men in hip hop as I know. You know what I mean? When I came to Tindall that same year, Chuck was the first cat I met. He was the first cat I met, you know what I'm saying? I met Chuck, you know what I mean? I met my my um first wife, the mother of my kids through him. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, my kids are here because of him. You know what I mean? You feel me? So, yeah, when he told me, when he told me he was interviewing Chuck, 
it was kind of last minute. It was early today. <clears throat> I can only stay on for about 30, 35 minutes. But when he told me, I was like, yeah, I'm there. I'm going to make time. You know what I mean? I'm going to make time for this cat. But yes, much love that man. Much, much, much love, though. So many oh, yeah, stories. Yeah. No Since you only got 30 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the, the questions I was going to ask later on. I'm probably going to ask them a little early. So okay. Okay. Get Chuck, you know, get you in, involved. You know what I'm saying? Get you all up right. in it. But I'm going to let Chuck tell, you know what I'm saying? You know, a little bit about himself. And you know, you know why you know why he joined the military and where you served at. So, um, just for the people to know, man, Colleen, Texas, which is crazy. Most people don't think hip hop will be down there in Colleen, Texas, but that's where I'm from. So, obviously, I've been married for 18 years, and my wife is running around here with my kid and his dog. She do this, do that right now. So, y'all seeing that? She's all right. I've been married, <laughs> married for 18. Right. I mean, I joined the Air Force in '93. It's crazy, man, because I was at three—I was at three bases in under four years. So that was nuts. I mean, I was at Altus, went from Altus to Insulate Turkey, and got to Tyndall. And Tyndall's where it all began with you brothers yeah. here, man. Just like you said, man. Tyndall was like the quintessential of just everything. It was the, you know, mm -hmm. like the. Throughout my career in the Air Force, I always say, like, the gods, as they say, the gods, everything happened in Panama City, Florida. People could say it's whack, people could say whatever, but if you think about it, it we all know. took place in PC. Yep. Everything. Yep. I mean, you name it. So, obviously, just like, you know, my man conscious say, you know, <laughs> Panama was kind of whack. I had to make a move and get out of there and I went to Korea. And the stories didn't stop. <laughs> Cause we was over there too. <laughs> stories didn't stop. Yep. <laughs> they didn't stop. Mm. Went back from Osan, then went to uh Herbert Field. And that's when things changed for me as I got married out there. Mm -hmm. Had to uh kind of bring had to bring it down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> had to bring it down. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Then went back to Osan because I couldn't resist. Yeah. Then went to Hickam, man. And then that's when things changed. Became senior NCO responsible, got a kid, mature, and all that good stuff. Um, after that, went over, went back to Turkey. You know, went to South Dakota, then Turkey. And then Cali, you know, I retired was blessed man after deployments ended up getting my masters while I was deployed in um, Saudi Arabia so and I share this nugget here that uh, one of these colonels told me you know I had my degree and people were shocked low key you know they're like hey you got your degree I'm like yeah I'm like wow like then you know being one of the only enlisted with a degree like why don't you try to cross over I'm like you know my earlier days aren't the best but I, I went and got my education Mm -hmm. So this this brother told me, he said, man, on your way, when you're on your way out the military, he said, you know, it's good you got a degree to get you a job, but a master's degree to get you a management. And when I retired from the military, I went to work for L3, and I was in management. I'm like, the words he said were true. Mm -hmm. And so during, that, during all that was going on, I encapsulated, you know, the 21 years I did in the military, all the relationships I had. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. I took something from everybody. 
especially my brothers who was like who was official. You know, I knew that man, cat from Chicago, cat from Miami. And, and sometimes I tell the story about T, man, because we used to be tripping in the dungeon. <laughs> and, and, and rapping, and it was nonsense, you know, blah, 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 blah. And one day this cat came out, and he was really spitting. I think Sweetie was in there with us. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's <laughs> down. This dude, really, this dude can really rap. <laughs> and he was going like, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I was dumbfounded, like, T really got bars. <laughs> we just saying nonsense. This dude, this dude got bars, man. It was like, wow. It was like, from that point, and then, you know, hearing, and I'm like, wait a minute, Pack and spit too. <laughs> man, you know, I'm like, I'm no spitter. So I was like, what, what can you do, man? Support, you know, support your brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, put the word out, man, and, 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 it was so much talent cultivated, you know, and it all started even even from Donnie and everyone. I'm like, man, it all started with Tyndall. Tyndall, yeah. It yeah. all started there. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I mean, the reason why I served, you know, when, when they asked that question, because I, I get asked that a lot. Why why did you serve? You know, that's a confusing that's a confusing question right there, because part of it is I wanted to get the hell out of Colleen. That is part of it. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to get out of Colleen, Texas. That's mm. one. Number two, you know, it was an opportunity to uh, consciously do something better with your life. You know, even though as a young man, you know, people don't think of the streets in Colleen until now. All of a sudden, they think of it now because everything that's happened in Fort Hood and Colleen the past few years. Yeah. But it's been that way. And you understand that nothing's there but death, mayhem, and destruction. So anytime you can find a positive way out, you got to do it. So that was that was one of the main reasons why I joined the military. I had to get out of Colleen and not fall into a rut that many people fall in, into their own cities. No matter where you're from, sometimes you stuck. You just next thing you know, ten years later, you're doing the same thing you was doing. You know, you see the homies at nineteen and twenty drinking forties on the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool when you're nineteen and twenty. But damn, I'm thirty. I don't think I want to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? You, you guys, I don't want to live in this environment. Try to buy a house. Just thinking about investment. Just thinking about your future. So a lot of things, you know, that was that was a lot of. I felt like I kind of had a visionary even at a young age. And, and that was and that was it for me. Yeah. So yeah, man. I, I mean, dudes come on here. I had the same kind of story. Op Solo got that same story. Dudes come on here be saying the same exact thing. I mean, it's like when the, like like the ghetto boy said, the world is a ghetto. I'm telling you, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I got I got a question because everybody come on here and T had one, I had one. I got you know you got a recruiter um story. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We had some whack recruits. And everybody oh, have some man. good ones. You know what I'm <laughs> but but <laughs> shaking your head, you must got a good one. So man, it was it was crazy. Cause first when I was in college, um, I was in ROTC to become an officer in the army. So I was I was in college and I was like, I was gonna be a reserve officer because I didn't want to do active duty. You know, I was in college or whatever. Went home. Said, man, my homeboy came home, came in, and he was a 
He graduated a year before me in high school. He went to college a couple years as well. Joined the Air Force. Picked him up from like Burst. Got a pocket full of money. Got some girls. I'm like, what the Air Force doing? They they doing this? He's like, yeah, you need to join. <laughs> pocket full of money. Girls. It didn't take much convincing at that point. <laughs> 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 I had this whack-ass recruiter, man. I'm just going to be blunt. So I remember my man, this dude named Roddy. Me and him used to play, uh, when I played basketball, he was he played for a different high school. But we ended up joining around the same time. We go to the recruiter's office. I ain't know any better. I'd be in there, you know, half blazed. I'm spitting. I don't know any better. Half blazed, half drunk. And the commander, like, uh, he called himself a commander. We got to go in for commander's call. I don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any better. So I'm coming there after a night of partying, six o'clock in the morning, commander's call. <laughs> He's sitting there. He got like six or seven of us in formation. We standing there. Every last one of us reeking of liquor, some reeking of weed or whatever else. I'm like, is this where the military's gonna be? I might have second thoughts about this, you know, waking me up early in the morning. So I ain't know any better until after I joined, like this dude was full of shit. Like, because you were, you know, I wasn't in the military. Like, why am I showing up six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and I ain't in the military? I'm like, this was so garbage, man. And and amongst other things, you know, you had to do, you had to do a whole bunch of mess. And and I think one of the worst things that happened before I joined the military was because of my name. Um, Of course, I'm named after my father. And my high school diploma didn't have my suffix. So they didn't believe it was me. Granted, I graduated from high school in 1990. My dad graduated in like 1970. <laughs> this makes no sense. So I'm going through that mess too. And this recruiter was just so whack. I couldn't even, I couldn't believe I even joined under this dude. <laughs> other than that, other than that, man, I didn't really, you know, other than the times of Saturdays, I ain't talked to that dude. You know, he would come, you know, call my mom and all that. I don't want to talk to this dude. I go show up on Saturday, like you say, I'm about my business. Yeah, these, hmm. these, some of these recruiters are so whack, man. It's, yeah, man. And you, and you don't yeah, have nobody to teach you. Yeah, man. I, I had mine, mine, my, you know, mine was so bad. He called me when I was at Tindall, man, because I was like miserable. I was ready to kill you. Knew I was ready to kill them dudes at the fire department. I was mad. I was like, man, I hate it every day. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this. so he was calling back. And man, my mom told that dude, man, you cannot come back because my mom was school teacher. He would go out there and try to recruit it to high school. And mom, now she was she wasn't a school teacher then. She was she worked in the front office. And they tried. You know, he would try to come out there. And she like, you cannot come back to this school until you figure out what's going wrong, my son. She told she put that cat on spot. Man, he called me so quick. He was like, hey man, you all right? He to put in for orders like what he said yeah you get out of there put it for orders and then i put it for orders to go to panama that's how that's how i wind up in panama getting out of there because of my recruit but i had already mm-hmm. talked to this man but that was the last draw he was like put the orders in and i got panama it was you know what i'm saying you, yeah, turn them down. Huh? you, you, you was originally gonna turn them down and i had to have that <laughs> <up conference. laughs> like, i was i was like I said, you do not turn the borders down. <laughs> I had already been in Panama twice. I had already been there twice on the TDY. And I, when I came, I came in the same year you did, Chuck, in 93. 
And um, when I was at Vegas, my first base, and um, they they had a TDY going. We had TDY ro- rotations, like a before AEF, we had rotations <clears throat> doing counter drug interdiction in Panama for um for 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 what was it called Central Command back then. And um, they was like, yeah, you know, in my first base, all my higher, I don't know what happened, but all my upper echelon chain enlisted and majority of the officer was brothers. So they all told me like, look, I'm green, straight out of Chicago, 17 years old, 18 at my first base. They said, look, you need to go. Cause I was gonna turn him down. I was scared, never left country. It's like, you need to go. And my first sergeant, his name was um, um Larry Dillett. He said, look, you need to go. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what I mean? So I went, I went there in 95, went back in 97, went back again in 98. And that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> So all them come back with them stories. He had stories for days, man. He did. He had some good stories. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he had some you know what what stories. And what was ironic was after you got you got orders, you got orders in '98, and you left in March. Then I got orders like in March, like the next month, and I left in June. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he didn't stay long though. They, you know, so they sent his butt down to down to he go with that. He was supposed to go to Miami. But he wound up was, going to Key West. Yep. Key West, yep. I was yep. supposed to go to Miami. I had orders for South Con. My my order said Miami, um, Miami, Florida, South Con. I was supposed to report and everything because my orders. Because you remember, because you remember, Panama used to be a short tour for one yep. year, but they, but but then Panama closed down in '99 and they was trying to get everybody out. I was supposed to be there from June '98 to June '99. <laughs> but they got me out in six months, so I was gone. Yeah, he was on. He wasn't there long. You know, he was there for about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He wasn't long. Yeah. But yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I, I, my order said for three. I think I had two, three years on my orders. Yeah. And then when I got yeah. rid of PCS over there, they changed them because they were closing yeah. down Panama. Yeah, because the, um, the because the Panamanian government they were supposed to vote. You know what I mean? From you know the the agreement Jimmy Carter had back in 1970s with the with the Canal Zone. It's supposed to get re up in 99. The government will vote for us to stay or to leave. And they voted. They voted for us to leave. So that's why everything was changed when we was in Panama from two years, one year, six months. They had to get us all out then. Oh, man, I was sick. I wanted to stay for three. I was ready to stay for them three. Yeah, I still got credit for a long tour. I still got a long tour credit, even though I was only there for a year. If it was some kind of way I could have served my whole 20 years in Panama, I would have did it. <laughs> me too. I would never live. I could have been the whole time. Don't send me, me nowhere else. <laughs> me too. I Everybody right I there. know said that. Everybody I know that's been to Panama has been like, yo, I can stay there the entire time and not go anywhere else. It's so official out there. Yeah. Hey, look, if I wasn't, if I didn't have kids, I got two kids. If I didn't have kids and I wasn't in a relationship, anything like that, I went back because now Panama is the third fastest growing country in the world now. So from where it used to be, it's even more now. It's like stateside equivalent now. It's it's even more now. So everything that was that was there, they got a little bit of that, but they got more. So but <clears throat> I got my kids, so I'm staying put right here. 
you know, my yeah, kids, can... you know, engaged. So, <laughs> so you know I'm going but, back. You know. I got to go back. I ain't got no choice. But, hey, I've seen your post card that you know what's going on. Look, I know Cash. <laughs> I, I know Cash. I'm going to say this, and Pat, you get back to the interview. I know Cash that retired there and lived there. They bought homes there. And they still That's there. They haven't left since 99. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I plan on buying a house there. It, it, it ain't over. You know what I'm saying? It ain't over by, by, by a very, very, very long shot. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm definitely could. going back at some point. You could buy a house there. You could. I got to slide up for a quick second. All right. Now, no, you all right, man. No, we do this all the time, man. People slide in, slide out, do what you have any business, man. Come back when you, when you ready to come back you know what I'm saying yeah. me, me and T just chop it up for a minute so as we talking about that man I saw this word I, this word popped up the other day other day on my phone and I was like damn so we talking about this this album we trying to do I said man I think this word might be dope you know what I'm saying so I said I'm gonna throw a hit, hit, hit you up with it it's called Panoptic yeah, I like it go google it because like <laughs> we talk about Panama you got some it got some dual meanings to some of that stuff. Let's Google it. I found that I word and I was like, it just popped up on my phone. I said, man, I gotta let my man out. Here it is, man. I like this word panarchic. It's panarchic. I know what it means. You know what I'm saying? And I know Google what it means. What it said, what it meant. I like it. And I was like, oh, this, this this is this is dope. So just go look it up. Maybe this, you know, say what I'm hey, I'm gonna tell you, Chuck, I've been ghosting this man. He don't even know. I've been putting him on Instagram. I'm gonna keep goating. I'm gonna keep putting verses he done probably spit, you know, forgot about. I'm gonna go to him again. I'm gonna throw another verse out there. So he'll keep, I'm gonna go to him because you know he he be sometimes shaky, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna bring, I'm like, you need to get this perk. People want purgatory albums. We gotta bring this perk. I'm about to finish my album, my album almost done. And of course, you know purgatory Bro, on this. He, he talking about you know, Chuck, he talking about be gold me, man. You know how much stuff we didn't did, you know what I'm saying? I'm gold, you know what I'm saying? I don't want him to have no, I don't want him to have no doubts in his mind. How much stuff we didn't did, dog? We we didn't did stuff in the in the past. Look, Chuck, we got stuff we did in the past six months. They ain't never been heard yet. I ain't even, I haven't even been on Facebook for almost six months because I'm saving it when I come back. It's just going to be just dropping heat. Like, man, I thought that cat died. I thought he stopped riding. I, what, what happened? You know what I'm saying? They don't think that because the, the next single I drop going to have him on. You know, you know so, how we do. The next single we about to drop, you know what I'm saying, is about mm -hmm. to have him on. I'm about to, I'm about to drop the single, and it's gonna be him on. So just so be I gotta ahead. ask a question. I gotta ask a question. What happened to the full length of quarter water? It was never full length. <laughs> I know it was an EP. Yeah, it was an EP. It was. It was seven heat after that. That was a long. We 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 gonna get with you offline on that. Yeah, we, right. we'll, you, we'll give, we'll give you. You know what I mean? Because it's like right now. You know what I mean? You 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 going and you know you know it's like we we go back. We we doing an interview here, but we go yes. back twenty five years. So when you start talking about specific things, it's like we gotta get in a a, a sanitized area, location. We gotta start changing crypto phone, loading it up. So we can talk over and secure. We got to get the red lights inside the room. We got to go over. You telling me we got to go over sipper? Yeah. yeah. Sipper. We got to go on the sipper net on that. I got to get something different to go on the sipper net. We got to go on the sipper. Hey, I got to ask this question, man. Y'all keep talking, because I'm going to get both of y'all. I'm going to have both of y'all. It's about to get down. So I'm going to start with this question right here. Why is Black Thought so underrated? 
You want me to start? Okay, I'll, I'll gladly start that. Pure, unadulterated foolishness. Hold, hold, wait, wait. hold up. I'm going to let you finish because you can finish better than me. I'm going to let you finish this. You're going to be the anchor. You know what I mean? You're going to be the Usain Bolt on this question. I'm going to give my little spiel and I'm going to let you handle it. Bruh, look. Going back. See, see this when you get asked questions like this, is so, this is why it's so um, panoptic. You know what I mean? Because... Because it's like the question you just asked, it actually revolves around all three of us. This go back to when we first met. We met in a dungeon, right? We in a dungeon, Panama City, 10 Air Force Base. We in a dungeon. We sitting there drinking. This cat throwing a song, throwing an album. Cause you had you had that, you had that CD player that held like a hundred CDs and it, you had it on random. You had about 500 CDs like that, you know what I mean? Just yeah. playing all the time. <laughs> R&B, hip hop, reggae, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, album, come on. Illadef Half Life. Like, yo, this cat right here. I was like, all right, I'm from Chicago. I know, you know what I mean? But I ain't never heard about Thought then. I listened to it, I was like, You know what I'm saying? Like, who is this cat, man? What the, we listening to it, and I'm like, this cat, no, this cat is just too raw. He's just too raw. And ever since then, I've been a fan. Ever since then, I'm going to tell you, the reason why Black Thought is so underrated is because when he came out, they came out with Organics first. When he came out, then they did um, what they do, and then they did Illidan. He came out in a time, it was a perfect time where the hip-hop focus wasn't really on Philadelphia. It was either East Coast, West Coast, South, but it was never on Philadelphia. So when he came in, it was like he was making his mark, and it was going like this. Because you got to think, you got to think, the Roots, Black Thought, they survived the, the the early '90s West Coast rain, the 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 Snoop Dogg and the Dre Chronic, they survived that. Yep. They survived the '94 era with um with Illmatic. They survived that. The '96 era, ATLs when Outkast came out with their second album, they survived that era. Coming into the 2000s, the um. The early TI, the trap music, even though I don't know how, sidebar, I don't know how um, TI got credit for trap music when we was listening to Pocket Full of Stones back in 1992. I don't know how that happened, but somehow it happened. You're hitting the Scarface down there and all them boys, um, Big Mike and all them, uh, gangsterism. I don't know, but he survived that. Coming into the the, the late 2000s, the, the Little Wayne's era, Coming to the new age, to 2010s, the Kendrick Lamar's, mm-hmm. to the 15s, to the Drake, to, to the um, Jim Cole, the um, J. Cole's, to now. That cat is the nastiest cat. When he when he did that, when he did that on the Funk Master Flex, that didn't surprise me and Chuck and cats like you. They talking about man, like dog. Let's go back, go but go back 25 years, dog. How about that? 
So mm-hmm. it really, it really was. He was just in the perfect. He was just in the perfect space where he was doing his things. Until now, it's like now people, people put him in their top five now, and they they talking about it now. I'm like, dog, like the, the cat been nasty. You know what I mean? I tell cats all the time now. <clears throat> Rakim is my favorite rapper of all time. Favorite. That's my favorite rapper. But I think the best rapper, when you talk about commercial success, longevity, um, longevity, classics, um, hits, Grammys, um, freestyle off the top capability, cypher capability. When you talking about all those things, Ain't nobody doing it better than thought. Nobody. First of all, you're not gonna find a rapper that's more skilled than him, period. You might find some equal, Nas, Andre 3000, Fontiga. The list is very, very short. But then even when you find them, how many of them cats can come off the top like him? How many cats has been in the game longer than him? How many cats got the show presence that he got? Me and Pat, true story, and I'm gonna get this to you, Chuck, if you finish it up. We went to the- um, A3C. A3C. We went to the A3C concert. I think it was 2016, and Black Thought was the final act. Now, everybody remember the classic album, Equimini, and you remember the song, the, the one song, that um, Andre and Big Boy didn't rap off of. Number 12, Spotty Adi Dopalicious. Nobody rapped off that song. They was just talking with Black Thought rapped off that, tore it down. Cats, look, I'm trying to tell you. Cats was, it was cats in the audience looking at each other like. Everything that he was saying was crystal clear. And, and check this out. It was a rhyme that I never heard before. And I ain't heard it since. He spit it one time. Never heard it again. You got it, Chuck. True story. You, got it. <laughs> you, got it. you know, I'm I'm a stand. So I'm biased as hell, but that's fact wait. You know, I'm I'm gonna go back. To when I first heard Black Thought, and I was in Turkey, my man, and I know he ain't on here. He's on Facebook a little bit, but my man, um, T, you might know him. He's in Korea. This dude named Willie Rogers. Willie Rogers. You might have missed him. He, he, he was close, but me and him go way back. And um, he's straight Houston. DJ Screw. I mean, this dude is the definition. If you if you took the city of Houston, you would put this dude next to it. I mean, if this Houston, he loved it. You sitting in a joint, man. He's like, yo, Chuck, listen to this dude. Like, he's talking about, and I, it was a do you want more? I might even hear organic yet. And organic mm. is done with past the popcorn and all that. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I, I have that do album. You? I have that I album. I never too. opened it. It's, un, it's unopened. I have a copy. The classic. Wait, son wait, continue, like, continue. Some was like, listen to the song, and it was proceed. Mm. I shall proceed. Continue. I'm scratching my head. Yeah. And I'm scratching my head like, 
this is dope. And then people, surprisingly, in Turkey, was all on silent treatment. <laughs> that dude could have made millions in Turkey just off that track. People went nuts on silent treatment. I'm like, I like this. So I get, and you know, and T and everybody know. I love Do You Want More so much that when Illadelph came out, I copped it. And once I heard Respawn react, I couldn't go to the next song for a week. I couldn't go to the next song for a week. I didn't even get to what they do. I couldn't get there. I listened to Respawn react 83 times straight without going to the next song. I'm like, this dude is, wait a minute. And then one day I just sat down, sober, clear-headed, and listened to that album from front to back. And at that point I said, I don't think there's a dude that can rap better than him. And people thought I was crazy. I'm like, nah, dude, there ain't a dude that can rap better than him. So when I played the record, T know I played the record. Everybody know I played the record. Because, you know, the Thunder, we play that record. Uh, we would play uh, the AT Aliens, which is a classic. Um, yeah, we play those records, and it's like it stood above those records. I mean, it stood above Muddy Waters, which is a classic. It stood yes. above Reasonable Doubt. Hell, I had put it above Illmatic, and I loved Illmatic. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Let's see if I'm fanning for the minute. Years later, continue. I still listen to Illadelph Half Life. This mm-hmm. is years later. Every day. Now let's get on. They made the um the record with you got me and all that we eat. Record's dope. Things fall apart. That record's nuts. I still went back. No matter how crazy that record was, I went back to Illadelph. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And now we're getting like years later, years later. With all the records they made from Rising Down, which my man, when I was in South Dakota, my man thought that was the greatest album ever made, Rising Down. This is 20 years later. I'm listening to Illadelph. People aren't believing me until they heard the joint with, um, is it Bird's Eye View? Bird's Eye View, mm-hmm. he had the joint. I said, oh boy. They're like, okay, this dude's the greatest. And then they go back and listen to his catalog. They're like, this dude's the greatest. And, and it's funny because one of my men who's from South Carolina things fall apart he says the greatest album ever made so people on the low were like yo this dude is official but because he never had even though he got a Grammy he never had that commercial success that real commercial success like he, he had a little bit you know he's on Jimmy Fallon you know and Everybody knows he's dope. Even her style, he said the dude is one dude you don't want to rap with. You know, yep. everyone's scared of him. Jay Z hired the Roots to back him up. Didn't want Black Thought to rap with him. <laughs> Am I lying? Nope. nope. Did you did you nope. hear? Did you hear? Unplugged or any of that stuff when he was a man? Did they bring out Black Thought? Bruh, cause he know what would have happened. Jay-Z is phenomenal. He is. Phenomenal. But Jay-Z ain't no dummy. (laughs) No. The bird's eye, I heard that the first line. 
It's the elephant in the room created by the collision of the sun and the moon. That was it. You ain't even gotta say no more. Created by a collision of the sun and the moon. Come on, man. Who say that? Who who says that? Come on, dog. Who says that? You could go and the way he flowed, and you could go to the Imperial when I roll with Heat, like Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. He managed to put them all together that quick and it rhymed. Bruh. What about what about the joint? What about the joint? He did with um, <clears throat> he did with what? What's it? I can't remember the cat name. Damn, the cat, the cat, the cat, the, the cat that was acting funny, the cat that was acting funny when we met him at the A three C. Pat, what was his name? Oh, you talking about Feral Monch? Feral Monch. Oh, he did joint record Yes, the, the, the joint he did with Feral Monch. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you what's solidified, other than the fact that Nas didn't want it, even though Nas said some slick stuff about it. There was the record that Black Thought rapped the entire thing backwards. The entire what? The entire album backwards. I never heard that. Yeah, you did. You just didn't catch it. What's it's the um Fonte's on it. Um it's not game theory. Yeah, got oh. I have no, I don't remember that one either. I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to get on my iPad and Google it. I'm gonna have to go back and check that out. Yeah, I'm looking at him like, what you talking about? Because the, the only, the only time I've heard somebody do that backwards was Nas with Rewind. With Nas. Yeah. Hold on, I'm about to look it up. The whole you trying thing. To Black Dog did that too. Yeah. The whole record was totally backwards. What? I'm, 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 I had to go to my iPad. I'm, it's it's yeah. on the top of my head. Chuck, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying to get back in this rap stuff. You, you gonna make me retire if I hit it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm really trying to get back in it, dog. I'm really, really am. But I'm messing with him on the low. He know it. <laughs> you might oh. find me in the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> Bruh, that cat put here we had lax in the round. It might have been game theory. I don't know why I'm thinking it was game theory. I had to go back and listen to that. Because I know game theory came out in 06. Yeah. I remember when that came out. That came out in 06. Wrapped. I'm at, man, don't tell me that, bro. I know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm waiting patiently to hear this. It's undone. It's undone. Undone. Okay, I'm. A... You know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's undone. It, it... You thought about it, huh? I yeah. even had to go to the go to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he he, he, he rapped. Think about it, huh? Like, you so think about it, he did oh. do it, huh? I'm going to listen to it now. Go back. Uh, the whole uh, thing is, is backwards. I'm going to tell you when I thought, you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I got my reasons and why I think he underrated. But I'm going to tell you when I realized that Black Thought was, just, I was like, okay, this is the dude right here. Y'all, it might be different than y'all. I don't know what song, I can't remember what song it was. When that cat was on here rapping like, who would you rap and Kane? Yeah. 
You remember that? <laughs> it sounded just like him. Like Uji rapping Kane. It sounded just like him. Yeah. He did. He did a show. It was a show that he did, and it was supposed to be the symphony. And he came out rapping like he did uh, G rap mm-hmm. Kane. He, I think he did Ace and Crit. No, I think he just did those two. Yeah. They also did a symphony when he was on there. They also did a symphony. And you know, here's what's crazy. And I really, and I was listening to it today. And um, has Black Thought ever been bested on a track? And I tried to go back and and there was two tracks that come to mind that everybody said. Hey, Chuck, before you even mention it, before you even mention it, I already know what they are. 98, super lyrical with big pun. And comment um, on the things fall apart. Um, love of my life. No, not, no, not the love of my life. Um, the, the song he had with Common. Yeah, it was love of my life. Hip hop, the love of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, <laughs> my daddy used to be the eyes all puff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. If you go back. And rewind the tapes. Pun did not get thought. Pun had the delivery. If you rewind the tapes and look at the bar, and I love Pun, rest in heaven to the God, and it was great. He did not get. I don't think he got thought. I, I, unfortunately, I think Commons was just a little better. That, that was hard. <laughs> that was hard to beat what Common did. When when Common was just that was. It is what it is. Bruh, I actually yeah, I did with it. It's funny you said that. I actually did that with that super lyrical. And and I, I thought the same exact thing. I thought the same exact thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, oh hey, I did you did you see the latest um 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 drinks champ with doggone Kanye and Kanye said that he thought that Kama was a better rapper than Talib? Than Talib Kwali? He said he said Kama was a better rapper than Talib Kwali. I didn't see that. I can see that. It's out right now. And listen to what y'all just said. That's probably why he think that. Because if you mm. best in, if you best in thought, you, you there. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know nobody the best thought. Yeah, I but, don't but, think Kanye's a better rapper than thought, but going on that, he got him. I think he got him. You, it's like, it's like when you say. To me, when you say best, it's like, I mean, dog, you gotta think though, man. It's, I mean, even what we saying, we you gotta think. We giving this is like a lot of consideration, you know what I mean? That, but, that's dog, why I started off but, with this because you know you've been but, but, on this dog, longer than thirty minutes, right? <laughs> but, but dog, I got but dog, it. But, check, but look, but look, check this out. But check this out. How many? How many songs? How Black Thought been on? Well, he was clearly the best rapper. All of them, except them two. <laughs> every soul, every every track, every whatever. You know what I mean? Like, dog. You know what I mean? Everything. And, and the thing is, you know what I? The thing is, with Black Thought, with Black Thought, 
what's unique about him it's like it's only a few rappers that's like him and this is why they why they so great at what they do <clears throat> they don't really have lyrical primes you go back you go back you go back to 96 the stuff on that on that on that hypnotic respond react the skits on that you look you, that right there that stuff can be played today but black dog he just went up uh, 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 uh. And it's like he just keep going up <clears throat> to this day. Yeah, to this day. So I'm gonna tell you why I think he underrated. And this is me. I remember one cat once said one time, when I, you know, and, and, and I noticed that about myself when I, when you, when you rhyme about things that might be at a caliber that might be above somebody else's thought process. They start talking about words. He say too many words. He say too many words. I think he is his, he's so above so many MCs that it's hard for people to follow him. You know what I'm saying? It's the words. He just say so many words. But the words for us is like music to our ears. To the average consumer, it's too much. It's too much. You know what I'm saying? They thinking of themselves like, damn, you know, so, you know, what I've been doing to change my strategy for a lot of stuff that I've been doing, if you don't notice about beats I've been using, I've been using beats that's catchy. Well, I throw a hook in that's catchy, but I'm saying a whole bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? The secret potion, the secret formula. Cause it, you know, it, it, you know the words, like you saying, why are you saying all that? I love what Black Thought's saying, but these cats out here, they can't digest that. Think about it, they can't digest it. So when you say no. that, T, T said this perfectly. Um, and then we all know when Black Thought was finally given his flowers is when he did that uh that freestyle oh, man, flat. But oh, yeah. if if you take everything he said on that freestyle, you can honestly make an album off it. Uh, an eight or nine track because he had enough gems to spin off and make an entire record. It was dope. And I mean, it, was it was crazy. And I think one of the reasons why Black Thought is really underrated, not because so much of his lyrical skill is because he really never works outside the element. No. If you, if you think about it, he 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 doesn't he doesn't veer off. Like if you take other MCs, okay, everybody says Jay Z one or whatever, but Jay Z works with several. You know, he's able to do several different things. Black Thought doesn't do that. He stays, and so people kind of just like, okay, he's dope, but. It's not catchy or it's not it's not this yeah. he doesn't make he doesn't have the ability well i'm not gonna say he don't have the ability he doesn't do what other rappers do he doesn't do what it seemed like it took nas to what last year to do when he yeah. made that record mm-hmm. with hit boy mm-hmm. he just doesn't do it he doesn't no. care he, he's just an mc well, one of the things that i took from one of the things that i took from black thought and i use it now <clears throat> Is actually something I took from Rakim. Rakim, it's like, it's like four rappers that I took from and took a bit of them to make who I am today as far as how I come with songs. First is the God MC Rakim. That's number one. Number two is a little bit of Anaz, a little bit of cannabis, and a little bit of Black Thought. A little bit of them. 
And the thing is, with, with Black Thought, this is why I think Black Thought is a little bit... Him and Nas is neck and neck. I, I would give him a little bit higher than, than Nas for a couple reasons. Number one, Black Thought can come off the top just as equally as he can write. It's like he can come off the top and then he'll come to something he wrote and then next thing you know, you'll know it's off the top. Uh, he rapping about your shoes and your your shirt, your 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 arrow knee one NY shirt, right? You rapping right right now, and then he'll go into some he put on an album or something like that. But what I do with what Black Thought does, if you notice, he doesn't rhyme words. He rhyme thoughts. It's the thought that he's taking. It rhymes with another thought with another thought, with another thought, with another thought. So it's like he taking these thoughts and then what he do, he'll twist the word, a twist the word around just to make it rhyme and connect. But what's really rapping, it's the thoughts what he's saying. And then when you listen to it, it's like, it's like, damn, it's like what he's saying is on a scholarly level. We, we could teach this shit at Stanford. You know what I mean? <laughs> the stuff he's saying is like we could teach this shit in in in, in, a, in a classroom, like like with with Jizza. Jizza is actually an astrophysicist. A lot of people don't know that, but I knew Jizza was on some when I would hear Jizza rapping. I'm like, man, I know what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? That was only because I was studying studying my degree in physics, so I knew what he was talking about. But what what Black Thought? It's like Black Thought. He can teach you a class and um, growing up in the hood, mathematics, history, religion, um, whatever, and all wrap it up in one. And then you'll be listening to it like, that's what he did in the Funk Master Flex. In the Funk Master Flex, there's some pure hip hop. There's some, there's some history in there. There's some black history in there. There's some, he's talking about Nikola Tesla. Most people don't even know who that is. I know who that is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see the Tesla cars everywhere. I know who he is too. Bruh, I know who that is. He's talking about Henrietta X. But if you King listen to Joffa Black Joffa. Joffa. You know what I'm saying? King Joffa Joffa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like being a stand, like you said, if you listen to Black Thought and his rhymes, he invokes a lot of uh, um, scholarly type things in there. He references to a lot of people that you don't know who they are. But then you, yeah. but what he does, what he does, if you're a true, if you're a true head, if you're a true something, you'll catch it and you'll say, "Man, what do you say?" And you'll go look it up. And I mm -hmm. think that's his intent. I mean, this dude to me, I've always said it, man. Y'all knew it from 96 once I heard Philadelphia. We'll play that to death. This dude is ahead of his time. And he is the best MC ever. Rakim, I was talking to one of my mans the other day, man. Two people are, are gods in hip hop, obviously. Ra and Kane. Because they birthed everybody. You know, are there better MCs? Yeah. But Ra, Ra took, took hip hop to where, where nobody was willing to take it. If you listen mm -hmm. to the paid, if you listen to the paid in full record, you kind of get it. You listen to follow the leader and let the rhythm hit him. T know, yeah. especially because he he was huge on let the rhythm hit him. 
I and know. He was huge he wouldn't on stop that playing it. I'm like, man, he wouldn't stop playing it. Every single day he played that. But if you right. listen to Let the Rhythm Hit Him, just that track, you'll understand. Other than Mahogany, doing you know, that kind of Listen to the other joint. <laughs> he got the knowledge in there was crazy. <laughs> Hip-hop history, a lot of people don't know. When the source used to be the source, the real source. When five mics was like, really? When MC went and when, when rappers would get five mics like every four, three years, the first hip hop soloist to officially on release to get five mics was who? Rock him. Let the rhythm hit him. 1990. He was the first one. Now there's other rappers that got it, but the source did bad days. That came out initially with five mics. He was the first one. He was the first solo artist to officially get it. And Nas was the second with Air Magic. Now you had Cassie get five mics before. You had um Dayla, they got it. You had um who else? I gotta go back in the history. I'm I'm doing this off memory, not Google. So you had Cassie get it, but he was the first solo <coughs> to get it upon initial relief. Because <coughs> you remember when Peyton Full came out, the source, Peyton Full came out in 87. The source was initially released in 88. So the source, so Peyton Full didn't get it because the source wasn't around when, when Peyton Full first dropped. You know what I mean? You gotta learn to put that silence on your phone. I put you not to turn on mine. Is that me? Oh, that's mine. I'm not saying that wasn't me. Put that do not disturb on it. <laughs> yeah, so when you when hey, you hold see, up. When... So I'm gonna throw y'all. So y'all going since you brought up De La Soul and so on and so forth. I gotta ask the next question. So we we beat the hell out of thought. I told you everybody had they beat the hell out of thought. So I'm gonna ask the next question is why well, I got my man I'm solo here is um, best hip hop group or duo. Yeah, just sit back in that seat. Sit back, take a nice deep breath. These them kind of conversations I love. I don't get to have them all the time. So on the salute, I got Chuck on here. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, 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 y'all check in. You know it is. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Don't think too hard. You know what? Since I can't use the roots, because nobody likes to use roots, my thoughts would change every time. But right now. I'm 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 gonna say just for the moment, little brother. It's just something about them dudes to me. To me, that resonates, you know. Just first of all, you got night when I, I'm talking about before even though you're talking uh, about the listening. You're talking about the listening. Yeah, even though May the Lord Watch is incredible, because I played at the death too. But mm-hmm. I was thinking the early little brother. Chitlin Circuit. Chitlin Circuit. Uh the listening, the minstrel show. You know, he had that that they had bars, they were crazy, but they were like everyday joints. You know what I mean? It was it was everyday joints. It's hard to not say outcast. God, it's hard to not say outcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, 
And it's hard not to say try. Outcast. AT aliens and a Quimini? Look at, look at T face. Hey, me just, and T, when we was in Panama City, we 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 went to the to the to the CD shop and we waited for the store to open to get our first. We wanted to be the first one in PC with a copy of ATL and we were. We were the first one in line at the record store to be in Panama City to have ATL. Am I right, T? Ooh, ooh. I gotta <laughs> say that. <laughs> I got to talk about Outcast because I love, you know what? There ain't no best, you know. I, I'm a little partial little brother right now because they're still going, but you ain't going to believe it, man. I'm going to say this and y'all going to throw, throw, throw something at me. When I first heard Outcast, I thought they was whack. I can see that in the beginning. Because the, the player's ball record, I thought was the dumbest record ever made. She did. Come on. I thought this I want to make shit. one. I made a song like it called Gangsta White Walls. Cause I, I was so inspired by hearing them. Chuck, come on. Teach him, Chuck. Head. Teach him. 1994. Take us there, 1994. baby. 1994. I'm going to take you there. I was stationed at Altus, Oklahoma before I went to Turkey. I heard Players Ball, and I'm like, this shit is trash. And I know it's not trash now, you know, but it was trash to me then. What made me listen to Outkast was I was in my man's room and he loved Outkast as I heard the record Crumbling Earth. And I was like, whoa, something caught me with Crumbling Earth. And then when I heard, I don't recall ever graduating at all, I was like, okay, let me review the evidence because clearly I got something wrong. (laughs) So I reviewed the tapes as T would say. I still didn't like players ball at that moment, but I loved everything else. And so when it went forward and I heard Goody Mob, review the tapes of Goody Mob, classic record. Now that's so what I was food. gonna say. That, that, y'all so, you took it out of me, cause that's what I was gonna say. For my own personal reasons. Review the tapes. Goody bag. I just, I just said, it went in doubt, go play the Goody bag over and over and over and over. I reviewed the tapes after that, and then I reviewed the tapes to listen to Goody Mob, and that made me jump on ATLians even more. And then when I heard the, everybody was crazy about Elevators. Okay, we got it, that was nuts. I noticed Andre went to another level lyrically, because initially, I thought Big Boy was a better rapper. Big Boy, I thought he was the better rapper until I heard ATL I yeah. don't know what happened to Stacks. I was like, okay, this dude has <laughs> <laughs> And then when I heard Equimini, I was like, Equimini, he just got better. He's like, okay. And Big Boy was still on that pimp stuff. Stacks was making you like when I heard this track Equimini, I was like, uh bowling ball and parlors, scholars. How to get the bread, cheese, dough. I was like, I was getting exactly what he was saying. Nobody referenced it. He was talking about selling dope the whole joint. And he was like, damn. I'm like, no, this dude's talking about selling drugs. You don't get it. I'm like, but he put it so eloquently. I was like, wow. And then nobody understood Rosa Parks where they thought it was just literally about, I'm like, 
This dude is on another level. This dude is taking like his mind is in a different place. While Big Boy, you know, Big Boy is dope. Don't get me wrong, he's dope. Because off the top of freestyle, he, he's better than Andre because he, he's better off the top. But when the pin, Stax is, Stax was, you can see where Stax was going. He's like, this is nuts. He's no. like, stop this dude. No, 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 no. You know, so like we go back to Goody Mob. So my own personal reasons, because Goody Mob got me through my tech school when I was at the Fire Academy back in 1996 at Goodfellow Air Force Base. So I would say outcast, but I'm very biased to the Goody Mob because I spent so much time listening to, you know what I'm saying, CeeLo rap, and I started getting this appreciation for CeeLo. You know what I'm saying? I think he very underrated. And I think if you go back and listen to the Goody Bag, which is probably one of my favorite songs ever. You know, and I think Cujo is very underrated. Those, one of my favorite MCs is Cujo. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to that, I'm telling you. And then the next album they had, talking about, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, Sky High! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Remember? You know what I'm saying? I, I was just, a, you know, they fell apart. But I think if they had kept going, you know what I'm saying? Sky High! <laughs> that Black Ice, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh! Mm-hmm. Man, I listen to that album to this day. You know, I'm I'm just a I'm just a biased Goody Mob fan. You know what I'm saying? Now I kind of listen to some of this stuff, but sometimes you could go so far left and so far right that you lose people. They done probably lost some people. They still dope, but they kind of lost people in their musical choices. You know what I'm saying? But I would say outcast, but at the end of, I'm I'm just, I guess I'm biased. To me, you know, I don't care about no records. I don't care how many records they sold. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about straight lyricism and was on something that made you think. You know what I'm saying? Because when they were talking about who's there peeking through my window, wow, nobody, nobody, now. You was probably like, what the hell are these cats talking about? Oh, I knew. And I was Bruh. Like, Bruh. So I'm, I'm a, I gotta oh, drop process. two more groups for y'all. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna drop two groups for y'all. Go ahead. The standard obviously, the standard obviously is tried, but Midnight Marauders, is a record that's special to me. Hey, I listen to Midnight Marauders every single day. Every day, I go to work, I drive to work, I'm listening to Midnight Marauders. I'ma say this, Chuck, I'ma say this, Chuck, hip hop history. He said Midnight Marauders. For y'all that don't know, Tribe Called Quest was the first group to get two albums two off the top five mics when it dropped they were the first oh you talking about you midnight talking about marauders you talking about it one of these you talking about one midnight of these, marauders right? midnight marauders <laughs> dropped in 1993 <laughs> how do i know i was in basic training when it dropped it dropped on the same day as wu-tang 36 chambers in November Hip-hop 93. History. Go ahead, Chuck. Finish. November 93. Oh, now that you say that, and people going, people will choke me again. When I first heard Wu-Tang, I thought they was whack. What? I, what? I'm, I'm, hold on. What? I'm going to tell you why. So, I was at Altus, and, and, and surprisingly, this is one of my, I can't remember the dude's name, one of my mans. He's from Cali. He loved Wu Tang. They made that song, the uh, MET HOD. I hated that. Magazine? Yes, sir. 
when I heard can it be can it all be so simple it made me review the tapes and then shame on the nigga I love that one because I've always been a Jizzle fan because Jizzle was one of the first uh, surprisingly Jizzle came to Colleen when he was a genius and really? did shows yeah Jizzle came to Colleen I've seen the genius when he was like girl come do me you know dancing and all that kind of stuff so I remember the genius so I was cool with that but Wu-Tang I was like when I first heard that record I didn't like it but when I heard Can It All Be So Simple I had to review the tapes and in Cream it made me show that uh, that was so underrated <clears throat> so a lot of times here's the thing and everybody knows this in, in music hip hop speak the first song turns people off they can be you can have 15 15 records yeah, fourteen of them would be dope, but when you hear the first one, it turns you off. You need something else to make you listen to it, and it was just one of those things. I didn't like. I mean, I like any THOD man now, but I didn't like it when it first came out. I didn't like. I didn't like it when it came out either. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really a big Thirty Six Chamber fan. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really listen. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't until I, I started getting on Wu Tang with with Rayquan. You know, growing up in Miami, he was more, he was grinding. He was on what I was on at the time. So I didn't get into the Wu-Tang Clan until I heard, you know what I'm saying, incarcerated Scarfaces. And I, then I heard the joint with, 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 with Nas, you know what I'm saying? Then I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute now, you know what I'm saying? You know, that thing came up. Doom, 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 I'm like, wait, this beat cold. And then, then, you know what I'm saying? Do the lights, cameras, and action glam as good as in gold. gold. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. What you what you saying? You know what I'm saying? That whole man Nas came in there and just took it over, man. And I got a better respect for Nas. You know what I'm saying? At that point. I don't know where, where I bet he jumped out of there. He come, I'm sure he's going to come back. Yeah. You know, so he that, jumped that out. Was, but, yeah, he jumped out. I saw him jump out. That, yeah, that record, was, that record was crazy. Um, It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, my favorite Wu-Tang, you know, out of all them, to me, the best record. I know everybody likes the purple tape. I love it, too. But I like the uh, Liquid Swords, though. I like it Liquid Swords, too. I'm a Liquid Swords fan, too. I ain't gonna it put it out there. I, I, yeah. It was something about, you know, when he said lyrics a week, like clock radio speakers. But that <laughs> wasn't even the one that got me. It was Cold World. I was like, this, this dude is on. And, bass, and he did the Bible record. Basic instruction before leaving Earth. I'm like, this dude's on another level. Yeah. Now my favorite, my favorite Wu Tang song of all times is Bells of War. Yeah. That's it. Bells of War. I thought I, I matter of fact, when I was in the dorms and dark, you know what I'm saying, in the quads, I must have played that every single day. You probably could walk past my dorm room at any given time and hear Bells of War. Exactly. That was I it. Just miss, man, I, I, I miss I miss Wu-Tang from the earlier uh, essence because I think as a group, you know, we saw the shows where they had the issues. The issues showed in music. Now, when they went solo, like, Ghost actually has been the most consistent as far He's as... He's been the most music. consistent. Definitely. As far as, like, best music. You know, Ghost has been pretty consistent. I think Meth Meth's trying to catch up stuff. now. Lately, Meth been trying to catch up. Yeah, he got some singles where he can, he can go. Yeah, man. It's just, so, just reminiscing because these rappers are age. So, so, so your final, your final word is you going with as the group. You going with Lil Bro? 
I'm gonna go with LB. All right, I'm going with good. I, 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 it's just, it's hard because I have Tribe, Daylaw, Public Enemy. I have a soft spot. Obviously, I'm being protected. I have a soft spot for the Ghetto Boys and UGK. But <laughs> I gotta go with LB. All right, final answer. All right, final answer. Well, since T dropped off, I was gonna try to ask all these, you know, what I'm saying all these questions. I think, you know, I'm still asking them though, but I'm gonna back up a little bit and I'm gonna ask you some other stuff until you know if he want to come back, he might come back, he might not. But he he said 30 minutes, but I know if I start asking them deep questions, I was gonna keep that cat for longer than 30 minutes, and I did. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna go back for you though. You know what I'm saying? So, what was it like growing up in Colleen, Texas, and what music were you listening to back then? Man. Was it all screw? Was it all no. Tony Grateful? No, no, no. I mean, so here's the thing, man. Growing up there, it's like it's a melting pot. And that's the thing people don't understand when we had the army base there. So people from all over the place. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get all, all these influences. Um, there is no, it's like old dirty bastard. There's no father to the star. You know, you got people coming from the east, the west, the south, the midwest, and so forth. So, um, growing up there was confusing. <laughs> if, if you want to put it in words, it's confusing. So, you know, there was the same stuff you see everywhere else. But as far as what I was listening to, which is crazy, is um, I mean, as a young as a young pup, I remember first listening to Curtis Blow. I was like six, five, six years old. Curtis Blow, uh, Nelly Mel, then moved on to like Rakim and so forth. And what's funny is you would have thought that we would have liked people from our, our region, but we didn't. So we, we a lot of us plugged in to Rakim, Master Ace, I mean, and, and 90YZ, Kane, Public Enemy. So surprisingly, we listened to a lot of New York rap. So we had plugs in New York. That's the thing. We had plugs in New York. Being from Texas, we had our plugs were in New York. Like sometimes we would go to New York. Some of them because we had family there. So go to New York, come back with all these mixtapes. Like yo, look what I got. <laughs> They're like yo. So we would have all. So we was real deep into East Coast rap. Um, obviously. 80s, you listen to some, you know, two live and them got love too. Uh, NWA, really? DZ. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so really? it, 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 was a, it was a melting pot. It was a melting pot, you know. So I think I really got more engulfed when I went to college. I think I, no, actually, when I graduated high school, so I got more and more going through high school. I would say when it really got serious, probably about 88 with the symphony. Yeah. Came. I was a huge, I was a huge public enemy fan. So Me too. Came. PE. Um, you know, we were listening to Twin Hype. People don't even know who that is. Special. I, I know who Twin Hype is. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I mean, YZ. Yeah, it was just, it was a, a a multitude, and you can tell being that primos from Texas. Just you, you ice, can tell. no, just ice just back in the day. Yeah. KRS One, 
yeah. you know and you know that's what it was we listen poison plan you know i know those are people and we you listen know to saying? them you know because we, we listen to them so my so same thing with you though you know what i'm saying in miami it was the same thing you know we was in miami and because miami got new york and we didn't have no you know we had the air force but i didn't know about homestead I ain't never been to Homestead. I never heard of Homestead until after I like joined the military. You know, like oh, you know, it was a base down there at one point, and it got blew away by the hurricane. I guess I, it really wasn't like top on my care list when I was when, when the hurricane hit. I didn't care, you know what I'm saying? But we had a marsh posh of people coming down to Miami and spreading stuff from New York, mostly New Yorkers. You know what I'm saying? And you knew the New Yorkers. We try to beat them up. They come down there. They had Timberlands on and shorts, and we like, man, it's 100 degrees out here, man. Who wearing Timberlands and shorts? So we knew they was from New York, and so you know we was we was on, we was on a mission to stomp them out when they would come down to Miami, man. So it was just it was a different, but they brought good music, you know what I mean. And before that, all we had was 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 Luke, you know what I'm saying. We had the you know we had the, the Poison Clan, and we had the One Love. Everybody say yeah, all of you, you know what I'm saying. We had the yep. One Love. We really didn't have no, you know what I'm saying. We really didn't have we had our own thing going on. Then I got introduced to Rakim by a New York cat. And then that was it for me. And I was just, I was like, man, you know, what's this, what's this New York stuff going on? You know what I'm saying? I just kind of fell in love with New York. And then when I started talking about the West Coast and kind of mixture of the West Coast and East Coast, the bridge was Tupac. Tupac was the bridge between the East Coast and the West Coast. And so he made that bridge for me to have me start looking at people like Spice One. You know what I'm saying? Because when well, no Spice One, think about no damn Spice One in, in Miami. You know what I'm saying? MC Breed. You know what I'm saying? He bridged that gap for me to know who MC Bree? I'm in the I'm in the skating ring, and they got you know you know say so gotta get yours, I gotta get mine, I gotta get yours. I'm like oh you know what I'm saying. So it was just a different you know Miami was just kind of like clean was man. It was a lot, it was a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on. But if we didn't have no base that was like bringing stuff. It was like people would come from New York and New Jersey and all that to Miami and bring their music. So when you think of Texas though, was even when was even bigger back in the day. You know we'd be all over the place. Dallas mm-hmm. was really on more of a New York vibe. So you went to, to Dallas, you know, that's when back then you would they was huge on New York stuff. EPMD. They was they was huge on that. Where other places, I mean they were cool, but not like Dallas. And then yeah. you know, you had Colleen, obviously with the melting pot, people was all over the place. Because you had people come from everywhere. But yeah, you know, I think. It's, it's, go ahead. It's, it's just like anywhere else. I mean, you know, music is music, and, and I say this because here, you know, you know, I'm out here in something. What shocked me out here is people like Little Brother. I'm like, it's out. Where you at? It's shocked. Yeah. It's up to I, South I'm Carolina. Like, <laughs> you had to go I'm to like, Columbia to get that. Yeah, I ran a couple of candidates. Little brother. Little brother. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, little brother. Like, probably because they're so close to North Carolina. That's probably why. I was shocked. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Because I love little brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I follow yeah. Fonte every chance I get. I'm, I'm on his new his new artist he got out. What's her name? Um, um, Damn it. I've been listening to her a lot, man. She got this song called Bad Dreams. Damn. And she says, oh, be my fiasco. Check out, man. Be my fiasco, Fonte. You know, what I'm saying he he got him, man. I, I love that album. I've been listening to it. I'm like, she she a school teacher from Texas. As a matter of fact, he put on. You know what I'm saying? 
So you gotta check him out. You know, look, that, that's all. That's crazy. Mind. Yeah, she's straight though. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna give you the next question. The next question is, what was the first album you bought? Yeah, I, I actually did. bought. I, I just showed you mine. I just showed you my first album I ever bought. There it is, right there. That I actually bought myself. I'm gonna probably. I'm gonna guess it was probably a Run DMC joint, either them or UTFO. I'm probably gonna be like the um with rock box on it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably that one because I was it was probably like '83 or so. I remember, I remember being a huge Run DMC fan too. Yeah. Because when I, I was, was really buying, mm-hmm. when I was really able to buy buy music without you know having my own money really buy music um records i was buying i would say the houdini joint definitely uh, man if i can say what i was proud with my money your bum rush the show or pay the fool definitely I, I know i gave my money to pay the fool yeah my the album that i had the, the only the, you know that's just my first album but the album that I could say when I was a kid, I really wanted, and I had to get my grandfather to go into the gas station and get me a bootleg tape. You know, the bootleg tape back in the back in the day when people would make them, and it had the, the ink on it be all be all sideways. You know, what I'm saying that bootleg tape. So my grandfather went inside the, the gas station and got me NWA. You know, what I'm saying he got me, um, you know, Strata Compton, and I was like, oh, I was, you know, what I'm saying I was lit, but I had never heard nothing like that. I'm like, what is this? You know, what I'm saying I was like, oh, so. That was like my first album that I think that, that you know, because it was so crazy that my grandfather didn't know what the hell he was buying. I said, I want this tape. He went and bought, you know, he went and I gave him some money. He went and bought it for me. Because I like, they ain't going to sell it to me. I'm like, kid, they, I ain't going to get this tape. So it's, it's crazy you say Strata Compton. The first uh, record I bought was Easy E when it got, I bought the, you know, because we used to have the, the vinyl joints. I bought, um, a single. What's that? What the fuck is up? In the place to be on the fucking mic, like easy motherfucking E. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. One. Now, um, easy E. I got because here's another thing: people don't know. Obviously, who was writing their stuff again, showing where Texas was huge was DOC. Yeah, so being DOC like, and people like DOC talking like, yeah, his name is Dallas Oak Cliff. That's that's his name. So, 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 what you think? In my, you know, what I'm saying, so we gonna take it there. So, you know, what I'm saying, what do you think would have happened had DOC not messed up his throat? <laughs> would you think? Would you think? We, I think we'll be talking about DOC, Rakim. You know, what I'm saying, I think it'd be uh, Kane, the teacher. I think he would be in those. You know, what I'm saying that cat was nasty. No one can do it better. I put money on that being one of the best records ever made. And not ever me because I'm a ever. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. I'm just saying that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, what do, you, do you think if he had not messed up his throat, he would be in that calendar? Yeah. Easily. Easily. I think um, DOC kind of This misfortune paved the way for uh, like Snoop and them dudes. 
I don't think they I don't think Snoop would have been as big as he is if DOC was around. Unless DOC carried him. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't believe that because when people don't know hip hop history that DOC was part of Feel of Fresh crew out in Dallas and them dudes was doing their thing when they start writing for the NWA. And the whole point was when Cube did his thing, I don't think if it was for DOC and and Dre being able to be where he's at, things would have fell apart. Yeah. They, I, that's just my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, but because Cube, yeah. obviously Cube was a star, but DOC was a lot of pen and people didn't understand DOC was that DOC pen. He was a pen out there. I mean, who knows what would have happened, but he he, he would have been that dude. I think he would have been that dude. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try another question. So my next question is, what was your first concert that you ever went to? EPMD. EPMD? EPMD, yeah. So my first concert I ever went to, shit, my first concert I ever went to wasn't no damn rap concert. The first concert I ever went to was, uh, what's her name? I found love on a two-way street. What was her name? Um... My mother, Stacy Lattisaw. No, I say Stacy Lattisaw. Stacy Lattisaw. This, um, it was um, what's her damn name? You know what I'm saying? I know Stacy Lattisaw, huh? I thought she sung that. I could be wrong. I think she might have sung, but this it it wasn't her. It was Denise Williams. Was that her name, Denise? Yeah. Yeah. She sung that. That was my first. My mother took me to a concert in 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 a doggone park. That's why I, mean, I think my second concert was New Edition because I was a big New Edition fan. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't tell me nothing about New Edition. I played New Edition album all day. And I think my first kind of hip hop concert I went to was Luke, was Two Live Crew. That was probably crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But they, you know, they, they hadn't got, that was in the 80s. That was early, early 80s. So they hadn't got as raunchy. They were still trying to be like, if you don't know, they was emulating, they was emulating in the beginning, they was emulating Run DMC. So they wasn't like that in the beginning. They had the girls dancing on stage, but they hadn't got to the point where they were at. They got nasty like that on, on um, you know, on, not on Move Some. They got nasty like that on the next album, you know what I'm saying, when they did uh, As Nasty As They Want To Be. That's when they took it to the next level because people was messing with them, telling them they couldn't do it. So they, they, so they took it to the next level. That's you know, what happened. I think people underestimate what Luke has done in hip hop. I mean, yeah, there's the booty shake. We got it. And people don't appreciate booty shake so much. But what he brought an element to teach people about business. You know, he was one of the independent guys that said, hey, I don't need a major. I'm going to do what I want to do. And nobody's going to ban me. Because when he made that record, um, was a band in the USA. Yeah. Well, the first one was nasty as they want to be. That's what got him. He put that nasty as they want to be, and he put the, the, the parental discretion stuff on it. Yeah. That's what got him. He, he did that. And when one day after him for that record? Yeah, because he went down uh, there. He went down there, you know what I'm saying, messing with Nick Navarro in, in Miami, man. He went down there and messed with Nick Navarro in Broward County. He thought that, because when I was growing up, my father had already told me, like, yo, do not go to Broward County. You will, it will kill you. You will not make it out of Broward County. He called himself going out there doing that song. The rest of them, straight up. <laughs> they would put their ass in handcuff immediately. When when he did Band in the USA, that's when he showed he didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care. And I didn't know he was beefing with Rock Kim like that. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got you gotta listen. I ain't bullshit. Listen to I ain't yeah. bullshit. And it's right there. You know what I'm saying? You get he salt and pepper, kid play, Donnie, you know what I'm saying, Donnie Simpson, he was getting all of them. And it was cause, cause what would happen was they thought, you know, New York, and in New York still, you know, they got a little better now, you know what I mean? Cause 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 I'm telling you when they started getting better when Andre was spanking them. Andre was spanking them, so he was spanking them so bad they had to be like, oh, okay. So now a lot of that New York music sound like the South music, you know what I'm saying? But back then, New York was like, it came from here. This is what we doing. This is New York. We don't want to hear nothing else. And so when two live cool and people like that would go up there, they were thinking they some southern dude with a mouth full of gold teeth. They were punks. And Lou had to be like, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will, I will, I will kill you and your man and your other man. And they won't be able to find y'all for a whole month. You know, it's funny you say that because it was um I remember Ghetto Boys, from my recollection, broke through when they made my mind's playing tricks on me. New York niggas started getting respect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yes. always thought Miami didn't care. They did, you know. But they did, you know what I'm saying? But they 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 would be trying dudes on 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 concert, and they had to let them know, like, wait, wait, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Now after interviewing Brother Marquise, and, and you know interviewing him on here, cause I don't know if I told you, but I did interview Brother Marquise on here because that was one of my favorite episodes, you know. But I didn't do it on here. I I did on it was a, a combined podcast, you know what I'm saying? I was able to get on there. I was like, we we gonna we gonna do this. We're gonna do it. It's called, you know, uh, my man, my man Smitty's uh uh podcast, you know what I'm saying? And so I jumped on there. We we because we both in the side, he's from North Carolina. I'm from Miami, so we wanted to interview Brother Marquise. And then we kind of find out like, you know, Brother Marquis wasn't he wasn't a hard dude, you know what I'm saying? He, I think Luke had kind of had that cat shook some days, man. Luke was the deal, the real deal. Luke was the gangster. And so them cats be messing with Luke. Luke bring all the cats out of Liberty City to come get you. They come all the way from wherever they at, up to wherever you at. And it was on, you know what I'm saying? So they did just really didn't care, you know what I mean? So you're right. Yeah, I, I I always had, you know, I always said the one thing I hated about Miami music at the time was um they got talent, but they won't push those guys up there. Like when I think of like epidemic yourself. Smitty, people like that. Why are they putting them up in the front? Because, you know, well, because Miami is is a place where you know what I'm saying it really wasn't about lyricism. It was about if you can dance and what you because you know what when, when I tell you a story, man. When me and my little cousin and us, man, we would go do shows. You know, my cousin did, and he he vouched for it. He would go do shows and stuff, man. We would have to play. I want to rock. We had to go out there and dance first. We would go dance, do our little dance, do our thing, whatever. And then after we finished dancing, then we rap. Cause then the girls done went crazy. It didn't matter what the hell we said. But you had to, you had to get them going with the dancing and the, you know what I'm saying. You had to be jiggy and do. Cause they wasn't trying to hear what you were saying if it wasn't something that was like a hundred miles an hour. That's just what. That's because it's, you got to think. We got so many, so many cultures. You know what I'm saying. We got the Cuban culture. Puerto Rican culture, the Haitian culture, the Jamaican culture, all that music put put mixed together and equaled that 120 beats per minute 
You know what I'm saying? You up there, you know, it's so, so it, you had to start, you had to get them in the mood. And then when we got them in the mood, they didn't care what the hell we rapped about. We went, then we would really do rap. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they don't put these dudes out because Miami dudes is not finna listen. Now, you know, like I said, I, I think lyrics out of, out of all of them who was the lyricist, because all JT Money did, as much as I love JT Money, at the time he was a carbon copy of Ice Cube. Go back and listen. He, sometimes he would even steal, he would jack Ice, Ice Cube beats and use them and still rap like Ice Cube. See, that's what he was. So at the time, just go back, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I gotta review the tapes. Go back and review the tapes. Go back and listen to, you know what I'm saying? Push shit past no hope. You gonna hear that and it's gonna be, fuck you, Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be, that's exactly what it's gonna be. And you, you know what I'm saying? So if you listen to it, you catch that quick. Go go review the tapes for yourself. Listen to the Poison Clan. Listen to JT Money back in the day. And then go listen off of, you know what I'm saying? Off of the, the second album they came out, you know what I'm saying? They came out with, listen to it. And then you're going to hear, you're going to hear them talking about. I, I, can, I can see a little bit of that now when I think of the, the bitch that I hate. Because that is yeah. everything NWA would do. Yeah, that's what they was doing, and it wasn't no. And, and, you know what I'm saying? So up until and then, you know, Trick Daddy had a little more lyricism, you know what I'm saying? But he still was still with that. You know, he was he was the remnants of the two live crew. When it start, when you start seeing how New York was really influencing Miami, is when you hear Rick Ross. Then you could hear that lyricism start to come in. What you could see what what I was coming from and where I where I was. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. You can you can hear it in Rick Ross. You don't hear it in the rest of them cats, but you definitely hear it in Rick Ross. If you listen to Plies, Plies, he didn't he still didn't say he didn't really evolve from 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 that. You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross was was heavily influenced by the Jay Z's and the, you can just hear it on his, on the way he yeah. the way he come across. You can tell. You can tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can tell. I'm yeah, man. So so here go the next question. You know what I'm saying? So when was the first moment you fell in love with hip hop? Ooh, that's a loaded question because um, <laughs> and why? I, the other question is, and why? If I say truly in love, I'm gonna say eighty, eighty four, eighty five. When it was your true love, when I was really getting into like UTFO, Run DMC, Dini, right before Rock Kim and Rock Kim. So that's when the love came. I mean, wow. You know, it, it was just natural. It was natural. It, it was it was natural. It was it was one of those things we had to do. Um it was one of those things we had to do as far as we understood where it came from, you know, from the ghettos and where we were at in life and how hip hop had influenced our community and so we fell in love i'm gonna get some lighting in here for a minute because my wife turned yeah. off yeah <laughs> you all in the dark man yeah <laughs> but when this come on the podcast ain't nobody gonna know you in the dark but me they yeah. gonna know now because i said it <laughs> your wife your wife cut the light off on you she's like get out of here with that you know, that hip hop no she's on the phone now nah, it, it was it was really it was really the love came behind um Man, the love came behind. It was just, 
it was just a natural progression of things. Like the people I hung out with, it was crazy. I can, you know, I put people growing up sometimes with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You 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 meet certain people and you're like, man, this is my man here, but this is my man here is a PE dude or whatever type dude. Um, you know, I used to hoop, so my boy, dude named Joe Hooks, man, I never forget him. The dude loved the dude loved public enemy to know him. I was a Kane and Rock Kim fan, especially Rock Kim. You couldn't tell me nothing about Rock Kim. And in 86, 87, when he said I take, you know, the take seven MCs could have been locked, I fell in love. It was it. It was a way of life. That was it. You know, we ran around trying to twist that. I'll add, you know, speaking of, I might add a few more rappers. Because there was things we were doing. You know, we would twist our hair and wear the jabos and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But a few rappers that really influenced us in our neighborhood. That's gonna be surprising. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name five out of the ordinary. Grand Poober. I like Grand Poober though. That was <laughs> Grand Poober was the man at the time. You know what I'm saying? Because he was, he, you know, he was with uh, with him, damn the group. Brand Nubian. Brand Nubian. He was with the damn Brand Nubians. And from that, I was like, oh, I love this cat, bro. You know. So we was rocking with him before that. He was with Masters of Ceremony mm. in '87. And Grand Puba had a heavy, heavy influence on us. And then obviously as he as he evolved to Grand Nubian into doing his own thing. And that was that was you know, that was one brother a lot of us follow, you know, as far as in the hip hop culture. Rest in peace to the God. Guru was another one. A lot yeah, man, of brothers, I love Guru too, man. You naming some some of my top MCs. Well, we listened to No More Mr. Nice Guy. Mm. Um, that that was that was one, you know, that kept us in our neighborhood in love. Master Ace, I can tell you if you look, take a look around the record. Take a look around. Crazy record with together me and the Biz. Um, those were records we were we went crazy over as well. Mm. You got a crazy mix of that boy. Water and coke. I ain't never seen that before. <laughs> nah, I had to get some henny. I just didn't put it in the glass. <laughs> that was. <laughs> or, or you or you trying to you trying to get like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see you. Diamond D a little later. Yeah. Um, right right like before I joined D. the military. A lot of cast was on on Diamond D. Your blunts and stunts? Talking about that that, that album. Sure. Oh yeah, that album was nuts. That album was absolutely nuts. Um, we were on Poor Righteous Teachers. I like them too. So there was a lot of things like influential. You know, I look at things from a time from a time period perspective. And even like my basis, you know, I look at things. I look at things, certain music from bases as well. And it just it it gives you the it gives you those memories. So when I look at um, elementary school, obviously listening like Michael Jackson or whatever. Yeah, but me too. As time evolved, you know, falling in love with hip hop, you had so many elements, man. You had so many. You know, we were stupid, spinning our heads, and, and you know, because I would go back and forth from Dallas to Columbia. Pop, popping and locking. <laughs> yeah. So 
you know, when I would go to Dallas where, you know, my uncle didn't live, I would come back like, yo, we on some new shit, you know what I'm saying? Me and the Dallas, you know, like, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, it, it was a huge love of hip-hop. Like, I think I love hip-hop more now, almost 50, than I did when I was 15. I feel the same way. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, the minute I fell in love with hip-hop was, was, the, was what I said. The first time I heard Rakim, but I heard, you know what I'm saying, that boom. Bap, boom, 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 bap, boom, boom, bap, boom. I ain't no joke. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Where have I been? And how come I didn't know about this cat? You know what I'm saying? Then I saw the video. I was like, I was even, I was like, oh my God. Then, then it came, I I got sold. Man, I was like, wait a minute, who rapping like this? You know what I'm saying? And I was in love. That was it, man. Once I heard God, I ain't been the same since, man. I ain't never been the same since. It's crazy because I've been, like, like you say, I've been into some of the, you say abstract lyricism because Daylaw was big too. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of joints that 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 come to mind. Obviously, when Ross said, "I can take a phrase that's rarely heard," flip it. Now it's a daily word. And people weren't people didn't understand that. I'm like, wow, this dude, this dude is on I never world. heard nobody rap like that. I never heard nobody put words together like that. Up until he came out, it was like you know. You know, it was like you be ill, dun, 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 dun. You know, you was like, okay, you be ill, you know, that's what you knew. It wasn't no, it wasn't no, it rhymes wasn't never put together like that. Yeah, and it's crazy because I mean, I put like pieces of a puzzle when I when I think of things, I put pieces of a puzzle. Was, man, this is your time. You know, I always take a period of your life and put music to it. It's weird how that happens, you know. Yeah. Like, like we say, Tyndall. And I go back to Tyndall. One of the biggest memories of Tyndall will always be Philadelphia Half Life. You know. Yeah, I know. You put you put me on that on the roots. I put a lot. You know, a lot of people's like you put me on to the roots, and and that was a big record for me. Like the biggest records I think when I was at Tyndall. Now, I don't know why I go back to Tyndall, but some of the biggest records, I can think of the five biggest records. Obviously, to me, it was Philadelphia Half-Life. Uh, AT Aliens was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Badu, we played that to death. I know. T was loving that, boy. I was his, you know what I'm saying, Op Solo, a.k.a. T. Was loving, <laughs> he was loving that, boy. Uh, uh, and those were probably the three biggest and, and, and you wait a minute, you 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 put me you also put me on um, on my beat because I really wasn't a my beat fan and you was playing shook ones. The first time I oh, heard yeah. shook ones was at your house. I love you know that record was crazy. Like and the thing is about my beat is like after the infamous record, I thought they was going downhill. The that record with shook ones, uh Trike life and all that was amazing. Yeah. I thought after that, I'm like, these cats is going downhill. Man, let me. I don't know why this thing is blinking. They got better though. Yeah, they they get somebody a seizure with that. Got the lights blinking like that. Like, uh, get somebody a quick seizure. I need to change the bulb. You know, my old lady. I'm gonna put on this one joint here. That's bright. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, I bought a, I bought a little spot. My my house in the went up in value by seventy thousand dollars since I've been here. 
Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I just say I bought a house, man. Same thing, man. It is, it's the, the bubble going to pop. <laughs> but, but in the meantime, <laughs> do what you got to do. You got to sell, sell down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I got the next question. So I got the next question for you. So when I was in Korea, I saw these dudes, right, you know, that you was hanging around with. And we like, who is she? You know what I'm saying? Now, y'all, them cats show love. You know, I'm asking, like, them cats show number love. I didn't know who the hell they were half of the time. You know what I'm saying? I come to a party somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Kept hearing this name tossed around all the time. I'm like, who are these dudes? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We, we talking about the first fam. I didn't know who the hell first fam was. I didn't know what that was. You know, but they were instrumental in allowing you know, the Purgatory Boys and the Andromeda Boys to kind of do our thing. And they was supporting, they showed love. Every chance, I mean, they showed a lot of love to us, man. They throw parties, they let us come through. Like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Who, who, I, I'm solo, you know what I'm saying, conscious? But, you know, at the time I was at Rhymes, you know what I'm saying, your boy Academics. At, at the time I was that. So they like, hey man, come on through. You want you put the matter of fact, y'all get to the front of the line, y'all want something to eat when they barbecue and all that kind of stuff. So I want you to say, you know, tell people, who the hell first fam was? Because people might, you know, what I'm saying, who, who who was first fam? Yeah, that and again, that's that's loaded, but I can answer. You know, when you look at it from perspective, it's uh, it's many entities. You know, I know it's hard to explain for people to understand that it's many entities. Um, I know Cass was saying it started in '97 or what have you, and that's cool. Uh, from my perspective. I got to Korea the first time. It was a few of us brothers. Uh, I'll name them. Me, uh, Mario, Will, and my man Big Al. Mm-hmm. We all hung together. Uh, Ranch's mother brother, we was all cool with. Cause some of them we stationed with, like G. Uh, I'll be, I hope I ain't forgetting nobody, but my man Smoke, um, Mo Randolph, uh, Al, a whole bunch of cats. I'll be naming niggas for days. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we kind of unified as one, and you know, brothers doing positive things. Uh, some parts was good, some parts were bad. Uh, the, the good was the unity, but bad was some people just wanted to be in for protection because there was a number of uh, a number of us who were probably a little more roguish than others. <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 some people look for that security. Uh in general, uh you know uh I looked at it as as brothers who had a common goal to do to do better. Charles Cook personally uh didn't want to be a hundred percent with with the thing that, that shows like it's a a gang or something because I've always been a solo type dude when it came to that. But yeah. I loved having having the, the, the camaraderie and, and brothers. So a lot of good, a lot of good brothers, a lot of brothers I love forever. Um, some clowns, as you all, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's some clowns, but that's really what it was about, man. Most people took it as as a brotherhood, you know, and they wanted to make something more official which was good and, and and we did that um like i said some cats was looking like if i'm cool with this dude you know if somebody gonna beat me up he'll help me. And, <laughs> you know and that wasn't a part of the, the deal i was cool with 
Yeah. Um, a lot of us keep in contact, which is which is great, man. Cause like, like Smoke and Mo and you know Will. I mean, I could name brothers for days that I keep in contact with. But that was really, really the gist. And, and the better part of it is, you know, if somebody was going through an area, like if my man's there, he's this, and bam, everything's good. You ain't got to worry about nothing. So that was important. So that, that that's pretty much the gist of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Y'all okay, can't cool, see. man. You know what I'm saying? I see my phone like got red on, but if something happened, this phone go out. And you know what I'm saying? I got it on a charge. It was sometime to do that. I'm gonna call you back on my on my computer. I got my computer right now far. So I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna hop back on, but I'm gonna hop back on on my computer. <laughs> Let you know oh, okay, if something yeah. happened. But we're gonna keep it rolling though, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, okay. that's all I wanna know, cause man, them, them cats cool. They looked out for Andromeda, they looked out for for the, yeah. you know, for the crew. They always showed us love, but I just really didn't know who, you know, who how this all when I got the career because I got y'all uh, everybody was there before me. Then when I got the yeah. career, I just kept you know what I'm saying we go to cookouts and stuff. First fam throwing the cookout, yeah. you know what I'm saying. All yeah. of, if you went to a first fam, fam get together, it was food, it was drink, yeah. and it was women. Yeah, so you was like yeah. yo, you know what I'm saying. That was definitely the place to be because that's where all the women wanted to be at. They wanted yeah. to be in the first fam. They, they probably know they probably just like me like asking questions like what was this? They didn't even know who that was. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But they was there. It was a lot of that. So a lot of, like I said, you know, as in anything, you know, you have thorough dudes and lame dudes. But in general, man, it was just, you know, just, I love the organization of it, but I ain't like the part where people, was, you know, with some of the residual, like it was like a type gang type shit. Yeah, yeah. Not the yeah, people. Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I thought gang. that was what was going on. You know what I'm saying? It was between, let me tell you, it was between y'all and the Masons. Cause the Masons was the ones who was running the damn talent show. And when we kept winning all the doggone time, they were like, ah, oh, y'all can't come in here and do no more talent shows. Like, wait, 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 what you talking about, man? So it was between First Fam and with y'all, y'all kind of ran the, you know, kind of did the, 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 you know, the, um, the, the, the cookouts and that kind of stuff and whatever. And, and up at the, 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 the club, that was all the Mason dudes. And some people were in both. Yeah, I keep up with some of some of the dudes like Paul Green. I'm still down yeah. with Paul. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a brother. He's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Some of the females, you know, I know some of them. They some of my friends on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still. We, and when I was with, when I was at the Pentagon, man. One of the girls I know, she was there, man, and she was like, she you know, she knew everybody. What's her name? I can't think of her name right. She on my, she on my damn she Instagram, man. I follow. We follow each other on Facebook, and she worked at the Pentagon, and I see her, man. We talking, whatever, man. And she, you know, she was talking about the first fam and everybody, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was something that stuck with people, man. That's why I, that's why I'm bringing it up. So yeah, yeah, it was official for real. For the most so, part, yeah, a lot of people was official. So, so, so I'm, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna keep it rolling, man. So I'm gonna get to the next question. Um, so, you know, if you had one album, one song, or one album, whatever, one album, one hip hop album that you could listen to, last day on the earth. I'm gonna give you one album to listen to. One choice. That's, that's what would question. it be? Illa Death Half Life. All right. Yeah, I figured it was gonna be that. <laughs> but I thought I'd ask, I would ask, I would ask, you know what I'm saying? Let's see. If I had one album to listen to for me in my life, you know, last day on earth, if I could listen to something, I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna be here, man. I'm, I'm gonna say goody mob. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say soul food. That's a great Cause, album. Cause it got me through a lot, man. That, that was a very that was an instrumental 
album for me to get through the situations that I was going through at the time. I had a baby being born. I'm in tech school, my first time in another state, you know, other than Florida. I said I went to Georgia, but I never been no place but Florida and Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So it so it was just, you know, so it got me through a lot, man. So that's why I'll say that. So okay, let me get to the next one. So all right. Here to see a crown royal. Oh, Hennessy all day. All right. All right. Next question. Um, who won who won the, the versus battle? Kane or the teacher? Did you even watch it? Because I didn't even watch it. I watched a lot of it. And that's a loaded question. But because I can't give a straight answer, that's why. I'm gonna say from the element of lyricism, trying to put bars and the freestyles and stuff out there, it's Kane. But when I look at showmanship and that kind of thing, it's Chris. So it, 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 it's difficult because I think Chris, you know, had better energy. But I think if you take part of the bars, it was Kane. Chris just had more material than Kane. But it's it's a wash. My ears won that battle. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was the, the teacher, and this is why. Now people want to see Kane and Rakim, but talking at the you know talking uh, me him sitting talking about it, it wouldn't have been a good battle because Rakim was just a different MC than Kane. Kane, you know what I'm saying? They everybody want to see that, but it probably Rakim. And, I've seen Rakim in, in concert. I've met Rakim. I've seen him in concert several times. His energy is not that energy of Kane. And it probably wouldn't have been the same, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think Kane would have took it because Rakim, you, he, all he was, he was spitting off all them classics, you know what I'm saying? Rock, you know, Kane is just Kane. He doing the scooping the scrap, you know what I'm saying? And flipping over his legs and all that, you know. He, then he got the, you know, the chocolate, chocolate lover and all, you know what I'm saying? He just, he just, he just a yeah. different dude, you know what I mean? I thought the teacher got it, like you say, lyricism, yeah. But the teacher got it because the teachers had that energy. He came out, he was just smashing it with the energy, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, I just couldn't see, you know, I think that was a good match to a certain extent, but the teacher just is the teacher, man. And the teacher come out there, and you can see from the teacher, if you go back and look at that, check the tape, go back and rewind the tape, you can see where 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 Buster get his energy from. That was all Buster. Yeah. All Buster. You can see where Buster get his energy from. The teacher. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I thought I, I thought it was a good battle. Um, I would have preferred KRS to go against honestly LL. Yeah, but but wait wait you but. You want him to go against LL, but LL ain't. LL got the girly song. KRS ain't have no girly song. LL would have crushed it just with the girly songs. That, that's that's true, and that's you know I was uh there were some things on the internet talking about that is that LL has songs for the ladies where Chris doesn't, but Kane has songs for the ladies too. Just yeah, and Kane played them, and Kane didn't get too outrageous with it because he knew he was he was rapping against. KRS one, he, you know, he didn't want to put him too much out the element, but man, all, 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 well, let me tell you what, all LL got to do is do the song "Hey Lover" with the with boys to men and have them come out and sing it. Oh, it's and over. It's over. 
That's why I said it's not a good match. That wouldn't have been a good match. I, uh, you know, it, I guess it was. It worked out the way it supposed to work out, but that and now busted and, and asked like four or five people, and four or five people in turn busted down. Nobody wanted to smoke with Buster. The problem is the person that should go against Buster already went. Who? The best person to go against Buster, to me, outside of Missy, with that energy, is Redman. Yeah. I can see that. I would, like, because they both got that lyricism. And Redman got a lot of energy. Did you him and Meth? Them them dudes was like they were sixteen. Yeah, flying across the stage, <laughs> jumping out, you know, crowd diving, all that stage diving. And and to me, man, Redman, from a lyrical perspective, it ain't no walk in the park. Yeah. So people, was, what about if it was Buster? And what's the dude? That got his little, you know, they think he devil worshiping rapping, but I, I like him though, but I don't think he, he's that. What's his name? Um, what's that cat name? Uh, damn. He from he from you know, uh, you know, he, he got like a cult following, man. He rap real fast. Tech nine? Tech nine. Do you think Tech Nine and Buster would be a good match? No. No? No. I think if you look at just maybe lyrically. Possibly, I just don't think Tech Nine has the. Like you say, he's in a cold. His 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 energy is limited. His 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 lane is limited. Maybe Eminem, but Tech Nine lane is too small. I mean, yeah. if you look at just like if they could spit bar for bar, I think Tech Nine could hold his own. He wouldn't win, but he could hold his own because dude is nasty. I wasn't really on him until I started I started put making myself listen to him. Like, okay, this can't cold. Cause because the thing with Tech Nine, when you speak of Tech Nine, he one, you know, I, I like Tech Nine. One, his production um isn't fitting for a mass audience. Not no, that it's, it's not. whack. It, it's, it's not. It's not. He will never production wise get outside that lane. It's just it's there. And so his his he makes a lot of money. He's 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 an incredible MC. Oh, oh they went dead. Your your, your earpiece went dead. Okay, I lost. Hold on. My headphones died. Okay. I'm trying to turn on my speaker. Uh, Mike. It say muted. There you go. God dog it. Uh... Okay. I hear you fine. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I had so I had pause in and they died, so I had to go in and change my phone. Okay. Yeah, you good now. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm good now. So, so the next question. I'm gonna roll on to the next question. You know what I'm saying? Because I know we, we not earphones die. 
I'm keeping hoping the phone on. <laughs> so we've been talking no, I got plenty energy on my phone. I'm charging up my, I'm charging my headphones now. Yeah, I'm trying. I got my phone charged too, but it do it, man. It, it might go out. It, it, for some yeah, reason, even though like I had seven. this phone charged, I got it all plugged up. It said twenty percent, so I'm like, oh snap! It might, you know, what I'm saying. So you gotta be careful. So my next question to you is, I uh, did you think that Jada was gonna body Dipset the way he did? Yes. <laughs> you say yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think nobody saw that coming. I, I, I you know, I, like I love Jada. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. A, I have never been a debt, but I thought that Jules Santana was gonna step up. I thought Jules no. would step up, and because I thought Jules was somewhat on that caliber of an MC, but he was acting like a clown. No, no, no. Uh uh. Cause I used to like Jules. I, to, I was a Jules fan at one point, and I thought Jules would have came out and just like, yo, I'm gonna show y'all why my name Jules Santana, and just do it. But nah, he did. So I'm I'm a I'm I guess I'm a hater. To me, dipset is trash. I think they're trash too. I never was a dipset fan. But I did like <laughs> the best rapper out of them was Jules. Jules Santana. I think what Dipset had, now their production has generally been nice. Um I think Jimmy has gotten better. Jimmy has gotten better, but them them dudes, they're an acquired taste. You know, if you like them guys, you really like them. Like to me, Jada, Styles, and Sheik are MCs. These dudes are like bravado swag type dudes. And no, not I just it did just not for me. Yeah, I think not that they would do it. If you want a real battle with the locks, you should have put them Griselda brothers on there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Cause I love them dudes, man. I, I love Benny the Butcher. Man, I'm a Benny the Butcher fan. I'm like, boy. I hear them cats, I'm like, yo, because back in the day, man, I've been like that, man. Me, I, I would find samples. If you listen to me and T first album, you probably got it somewhere. I'm sure you do. The first album me and T did, you know what I'm saying? The incursion. I would find loops and samples like that. You know what I'm saying? Although I wasn't leaving them blank like they doing, but I, I'm good at finding loops and samples. And I would come behind, I'm like, man, we was doing that, trying to think on that level a long time ago, man. But people was just not, not on what they own now. Them cats just throw a loop on and start rapping. You know, they, they, from a lyrical perspective, Benny, Conway, Gun is a weak link. But he can hold <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I don't know what the hell he be talking about, but his voice sometimes get on my, he got that, <laughs> he got that high ass yeah. Mickey Mouse voice. I like dude though, but damn, you know what I'm saying? He is the weak link. So, I just, man, for me, I've never, so when I think of Dipset, um, Cameron in particular, I just, he might be a cool dude and he's a smart businessman, but that doola doola, boola boola, boola boola, doodle doodle, shooter shooter. Right? <laughs> yeah, I never liked that neither. That ain't it. Cooler, Jim cooler. was never. Cooler. I'm like, yeah, it is whack. 
I mean, to me, the dudes that could rhyme a little bit got caught in the matrix. I like 40, 40 Cal and Hell Hell Rel. Them dudes, I don't know, man. Them dudes just ain't do it for me. I I just like I thought Jules was go. I thought he was a better a better MC, and he wasn't. I, I you know I was very disappointed. Cause I thought he was gonna come out. Cause I I thought Jules had he to me he was like the better rapper out of all of them to me. If you go you know so I didn't like none of them. But to, to him, for me, he was the better rapper. And I thought he was gonna come out, maybe shine a little bit. But Jada just bodied them cats by his damn self. I'm like, yo, he made he made hip hop. And it, but but the world is changing now. Like I said, that's why I like you know me and I talking about doing our thing. We probably came, just came up with the name our album. You know what I'm saying? We just did talking on the phone. But I, cause we we working on coming back, doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? And I think that lyricism and being an MC is starting to come back around. You know, I mean, we, we, you know, a lot of times, you know, to be honest with you, I would get, he would kind of get mad. He would get upset, man. He really didn't want to rap because he felt like these cats out here was, they just, you know what I mean? People was glorifying dudes who really wasn't good. And he like, man, I'm, I'm putting all my money into this and I'm busting my behind and people ain't paying me no attention. I started telling them like it don't matter. Shout out to him. You know, I'm telling, I'm the, the example. Ten, I got 10.K followers on Instagram. I'm your example right now to show you what you could do if you put the grind to it. You know what I'm saying? You get in there and put the grind. The next one I'm work on is this, this podcast right here. I haven't really put a lot of grind into it because it's a collective of people. And I said we should all get together and work together on it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just things change. And they started, I told them, I said, man, don't worry about all that, man. We get all that. Work on your lyricism. Let's, let's just bust this. I got the beats. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? I got a beat right now working on for him. You know what I'm saying? That he don't even know off of the bus on it. You know what I'm saying? But I say, man, just just don't worry about that. I got the marketing for you, and I got the beats. I'm always the guinea pig for the crew. So I've been doing all this podcast is, is a part of the master plan. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing everything I'm doing for the reasons that he kind of, you know, I understand, you know, because these lyricism, you know, it ain't what it is. But Jedekis, when Jedekis stood up there and he spit that, he spit that freestyle, that that Biggie freestyle, you know what I'm saying? Off of who, uh, who shot you? That was it. I'm like, man, he stood up there, he he rang out. For all MCs who like lyrics, like lyrics, he rang out for us. And the crazy thing was, Puff told him to do that, and that was a freestyle that's like ten years old. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the, the thing with that versus battle, which lyrically, the locks won. Uh, Business wise. All of them won. They won. Everybody doing it now. Everybody want to do a versus battle now. Trying to collect that check. The worst one I've seen thus far was Fat Joe. I see the other one. The other worst one was them was Soldier Boy and, 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 and Bow Wow. But the last one I watched was them Ja Rule and Fat Joe. I'm like, what is this book? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, you know, I wasn't never really a Ja Rule fan. I thought, you know, him, them cats was the remnants of Tupac. Yeah, that the Ja Rule whacked me. But it, he was but the it benefited. Of but it benefited Ja. The thing with I think with the when you talk about um the 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 dipset D block joint, they was able to flip that, go on tour. And everyone knows that Dipset kind of does good shows. I'm not a fan of them lyrically with that doodle doodle shooter shooter crap. 
but <laughs> they do good shows so it worked out to where they all won Fat yeah. Joe you know if Fat Joe wasn't cool he would lost bad because that that was terrible I watched part of that Ja Rule's whack but his show was he, he put on a show he put on a good show he put on a good show and that's everything you know running around with the little you know high school bars cookie monster mess but <laughs> he had um you know they came up with something good with the verses but you know sometimes you worry about the verses getting corny because they ran out of people you yeah. know they ran out of the right people like when they speaking of that with the Kane and um Chris they tried to get G-Rap and he turned it down yeah I was surprised I was, like, I was waiting on him to come out on the symphony I'm like boy G-Rap come out it's gonna be a rap. I don't know what the, what the deal the beef was. I think he talked to Fat Joe. I didn't have a chance to see that one yet. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know what that it was, but I don't know. I think my favorite. Let me see if I had to pick a favorite verses. Mm, I think one of the more appropriate verses was uh. Kirk Franklin and um, Donnie McClurchin. At the timing of that was beautiful. Yeah, that they they, they struck off timing. Yeah. Um, Jada Kiss, you know, he took it to another level. He just took it to another. That's probably the best one I've seen thus far. And I'm sure when Buster do one, that's what that's gonna be a good one too. So, so I got so here goes the next question. I got another question for you, dog. So, open up your phone right now. And what was the last song you listened to? I'm going to tell you what my last phone song was I listened to. And I want you to tell right. me what was the last one. I'm, I'm going to tell you. My last one, I, I can't tell you that one. Because if I tell you that one, then you'll know what I'm going to play for you. <laughs> I can't tell you. Hold on. But I'm going to let you tell me what the last one you listened to. Hold on. I'm about to. I'm opening it up now. Because I got one I'm going to play for you later. So I can't tell you what the last one I listened to. Because then you'll... Now I let the cat out the bag, and you know what, I, what I'm going to play for you in a minute. Wow. So, the last one I played was Too Late by Ninth Wonder. All right. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? So, I knew it was going to be some hip-hop. That's why you on That's why you wanted some. Because I already knew what that was going to be. That's why I put that question in there. I ain't had, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't no question. I already knew. So, so let, let's get into this. Let's get into this next question, man. Because this is the one I was hoping that T was gonna be on and help me out with it. We could talk all about it. Cause you know what I'm saying. Let's talk about the dungeon. You know what I'm saying? Now we ain't talking about the dungeon for you know what I mean. We ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about the dungeon for Outcast. We talking about the dungeon, Panama City, PC, Panama City, Florida, the dungeon. The house with Corey and Chuck were some of the most <laughs> memorable moments. Like the time I was riding down the road and I done told Corey like 10 times, yo, do not roll down my Cadillac window. It's broke. I got to get it fixed. Do not roll my window down. We ride. It's like 30 degrees outside. What does Corey do? We drunk in the car coming from the club. You know what I'm saying? Coming from the club. What does Corey do? Corey roll down the window, the whole window explode. 
We in the car freezing, riding down the street. I'm like, Corey, I just told you not to roll down my window. <laughs> or the time Corey tried to crack on your boy, he felt the wrath. <laughs> he tried to crack on me. And I told him about his big draws. He be, by the big girls, he be <laughs> He tried to crack on my grandma's jacket she bought me. My, my finger hut jacket my grandma bought me. Didn't work well for him that day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they kept, all y'all tried to get on my finger hut jacket. But he tried to get a little, he tried to go in a little too hard that day. And I had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to shut that down real quick. <laughs> Everybody, I think more people laughed at him that night than he ever got laughed at in his life. <laughs> so, man. So, the what is the dungeon? Let's tell people first off, what was the, the dungeon? And I can tell you the significance of what it was to me as a young airman, as a young military member, and what we don't see no more. Go ahead and tell me what to tell people what the dungeon was. Folks don't know. Man, the dungeon, it was two senior Charles Cook and Corey A. Boy. Um, he had bought that joint. Look, I gotta go back because this is this is. I need T here for this because he I needs know. to be involved. He, he, the cat fell. I wanted to ask this question. That was gonna be my next question before he fell off. I'm like, I'm gonna ask him. Tell us to talk about because it. he's part of this. So yeah, I lived. So I'm gonna go back. I lived in the dorms. Um. There was dorms for senior airmen. And I think T was an A1C. He was. I, think. Cause he might, I was an airman. And he was an A1C. He lived right down the hall. And I was looking to move off base because I was going to my second enlistment. You know what I'm saying? I had been a senior airman for six months or whatever it was. I was a senior airman for a while. So I'm looking to move off base, need a roommate. T was supposed to be one of them. I don't know what happened. Man, T, that happened several right. times with T, man. I, I'd have had a couple of times me and T was supposed to be roommates. That's a long story, too. Yeah, I needed him. So, that was a couple of cats. So, Corey, he bought, he had bought that crib the half of the duplex. He's like, yo, um, I forgot what he told me, $250, $300, whatever the money amount was. It wasn't much because my, my first apartment down there was like, I think I paid 350 a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. NPC. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. Whatever it was, he was like, yo, you go on to this and you pay this every month. We live together. I said, okay. I said, hey, man, I'm going to do good business with you, brother. Because we kind of knew each other. We was meeting each mm -hmm. other. I'm going to do good business with you. I'm going to set it up by a lot. So there ain't no bullshit. He ain't gonna say I ain't never pay you on time, but none of that. You know, I know boys be, you know, because we started to be boys then. You yeah. know, boys be like, I, you know, I ain't gonna do that to you. I'm out the gate. You're gonna have your shit on the first. No mm -hmm. questions. Cool. Everything worked out. So, obviously, we was drunk half the time. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the concoction in the freezer. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we called it the dungeon. Corey's like, this is the dungeon. And it was because anything goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything goes. Anything goes. That joint. Anything goes. So we was the, if you want to call it the party house, whether it was fights, chicks, liquor, it didn't matter. It, it went down. It went down. You come to the dungeon. And he came up with that name. This is the dungeon. Hey, one, because you came, you know, you came down the street. You came on that little dirt road with rocks and shit all on Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> and it was like you was going to a dungeon. And, and it stuck. And it was significant. Because many friends, mm-hmm. many many situations went down in that spot. You know, yeah. Everything down. He was like, everything went down in the dungeon. Everything. It was the it was words between. It was really the breaking point or the mediation between. A lot of military civilians too because you know we had a lot of civilian partners so everyone you know we were like the conduit between Tyndall and the locals you were so people would, so the locals wouldn't be like i'm gonna beat these little military dudes up or whatever or, or vice well, versa well, what was the little dope boy me and that cat got to be real close man a little tall cat man what was his name tease me and tease got to be tight man I used to be rolling yeah. with teams, man, because I was I was already from that lot, that world. I had already come from that world, man. So he was just wasn't getting good with me, you know what I'm saying? I rolled with teams. Me and T was tight, man. I don't know what happened to teams, man. You know what? It's funny you say that. I talked to him probably about maybe a couple months ago. I still really? talked to him. Yeah, man. What the hell, T's doing, man? I used to roll with teams, right. man. Me and T would just roll together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, them them dudes, they showed you a part of life. You know, we all come from where we come from. You know, mm-hmm. some people really seen some of the street life, so it was easy. Some didn't, and they needed our support. Mm-hmm. Locals there that knew that, they, they held us down. Yeah. You know, they love us. That's so much love for PC because they loved us. They they took us in. Mm-hmm. They 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 did everything. They was like, man, you were fish with us. We fish with you. Yeah. And all went down in the dungeon. Hip hop went down in the dungeon. Yeah. A lot of hip hop went down in that dungeon, boy. A lot of hip hop. You know. I'm gonna tell you, and I put I talk about it on here, man. And when I talk to people, man. So new the new airmen, you see, you probably saw this on your way out, man. I saw it. You know what I'm saying? They, they, these cats is, is, is garbage. The new NCOs and the way these cats are now to me is garbage. Back then, when we was coming up, we looked out for each other. You would not let me roll on base and be drunk. Y'all would be yeah. like, yo, stay over here, man. Y'all stay over here tonight. TV getting drunk. We all get drunk, get the drinking, hitting on that concoction up in the freezer, you know what I'm saying? Getting that St. Ives, you know, drinking out, you know what I'm saying? We be in there drinking. 
but we but you wouldn't let nobody everybody was like nah everybody chill here everybody sleep on the floor everybody chill out here man y'all get up in the morning and go to the base or whatever it is you know what i'm saying these cats don't have nothing like that and i used to talk to whenever i mentor these young cats and i would talk to them man i'm like y'all don't know this like because your friends should not let you come on the base knowing that these s these, these security forces dudes or police officers is going to breathalyze you or try to harass you. Real friends be like, come on, sleep on this floor. You know what I'm saying? Stay over here tonight, man. Don't go nowhere. You good. We had that. The dungeon was that for me as a young airman. Because we used to be straight up drunk coming from the club. Man, I would be the I used to be the designated driver all the time. Be just as drunk as y'all cats. But I'd be the one to get everybody home and be straight up. The young people, you do not do that. <laughs> do not drink and drive. But we'd be straight yeah. up drunk in the car. I get I get everybody home. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to ride in my car because nobody want to ride in T-Car. I'm solo because he played Jodeci all day. And people like, yo, we want to hear some hip-hop. We do not want to be in the car and listen to Jodeci and, and H-Town to the club and back. And if you got an op solo car at that time, that's what you was going to hear. <laughs> hey, it, it's, it's crazy you say that. Because in the dungeon, you know, we you think about it nowadays, where we're at today in life, we didn't have much. You know no. what I'm saying? We broke. And um <laughs> we broke. I mean we had we had liquor and you know you can eat. Yeah. But we tell you, hey, we give you this military sheet. Uh if you think on the couch, go flow somewhere. You feel cold as a pillow. And when you get up in the morning, we do it again. And you yeah. was right. We, we we cared about each other in in that perspective. And you're right, I don't I don't see that these days. Is is sad. But it was nah. so much we so much back in the day going to the club, drinking, <clears throat> uh, whatever. It was nuts. You don't wow. know what with old Desert Fox, you don't know what you see with that cat. <laughs> that damn Corey, you know, with his big draws, boy. He tried to get on me. I got on that cat so bad about him big draws. I mean, that cat ain't never had nothing but big draws up here. <laughs> I said, Corey, we ain't never seen you with nothing but big draws. You don't bring nobody but big draws in here. <laughs> Man, everybody that bust out, man. He was like, because uh, he trying to like, man, you need that joke alone. He ain't never tried to joke me again. <laughs> he ain't never care. Huh? He ain't never care. You know, I, I live with I, him. I think, he, I think I called. I said, you I said you ain't no pimp. I said, he ain't thinking you a pimp. You ain't got nothing but big draws up in <laughs> I think I said something like that to him. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't care. Ain't nothing ever come out that room for big draw. So I go see him every year. I know, man. I'm gonna get out there, man. I think T been out there like one time already. I gotta get out there, man. I think my girl, we're gonna have to plan something, try to get out there, man. I really wanna get a chance to um to see Corey, man. I ain't go out there this year with all the mess going on. But I go out there, um I usually go out there every year. He could he takes the time I work, scoop me up. We kick. Yeah, man. You know. Y'all cats was real. Yeah. It was real love, real brothers, man. And so, I, you know, I, I had to mention the dungeon on him, man, because I want these young cats, anybody listening to this, to be like, look, man, you ain't got to get a DUI. 
if you got partners that's friends with you and y'all tight, that's how partners look out for each other. We would hang together, we would do things together, we fought, we did everything together. You know what I'm saying? And we had we loved each other. We was down for each other. We don't, you know, see you you ain't even you don't never see that no more. It's just a whole other world. That was a special time, you know what I'm saying? When the you know the NCO club, people actually went to the NCO club and party. It was a different time. You scared you know to do it now. You be scared, you know what I mean? You took me to the club. I was like, man, I just I could do this. Man, the club on the on the base was the was jumping. For the first couple of years I was in the military, I was like, man, you ain't even never had to go off base. They all wanted to come on base to go to the NCO club on our base. They had clubs yeah, out was, there. It man. was crazy. It was crazy, man. We had fun. I mean, just a different, just a different military. When I retired, people like, man, you gonna miss it? No, I ain't miss it, man. Cause it just, it just got to be different. It just they, they put emphasis and stuff that I thought was nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just nonsense. Now you good? So trying to get my camera. Why you trying to work on your camera? I'm gonna let you marinate on the next question. What were some right. of the lessons you learned in the military? And if you could do it all over again, what would you do different? What would I do? Let me see. I'm trying to. I say, what's some of the lessons you learned while you was in the military? And if you could do anything different again, what would you do? Oh, that's a real good question. While I'm trying to know, right? My camera. This gonna be a hey. This gonna be a long show. This probably gonna be broke. I only did this the second longest show I ever did. So it's probably gonna be broken down in part one and part two. I can tell you right now. But but um, I'm all right though. This is. Man, this was a rough week for me, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I had to I had to terminate a, a, a cat. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, man, you know what? I got to do something. I got to do something to, to brighten up my spirits and maybe brighten up somebody else's spirit who may be going through something that week. So anyway, back back to your question. Wow, man. If I could do, if I could do things different and while I'm trying to fix this damn camera. Well, what's the lessons you learned first? What's the lessons you learned? And if you could do something different, what would it be? Man, look. The lessons I learned was, you know, always show respect first. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned because, and I say this because one brother, when I was stationed at Herbert, told me the realest thing I thought I'd never hear. He said, hey man, you from Texas, I'm from Virginia. I'm gonna tell you something. He said, brothers are universal. And as simple as that was, I was like, dang, as simple as that was, it was it was true. I mean, other lessons is a few things I would have walked away from. I, I you know, a few things I would have walked away from. You know, I didn't need to get into some of the mess I was in. There you go. I see a candle. Alright, good. I got it. <laughs> yeah um, yeah because I put my pause back in yeah I would have walked away from more situations instead of being confrontational in a lot of situations and that's just yeah. you, could, you wasn't no punk no 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 drunk court oh they go, they go drunk Chuck but drunk Chuck wasn't no punk <laughs> they must have got that twisted <laughs> yeah I would have I would have walked away 
from a lot of situations instead of uh, I don't know if I was escalating them or just allowing them to get places where they didn't need to be you know when I was young because where I come from people say you from Killeen Texas I'm like yeah but people think just because I'm from Killeen Texas you can just do anything you want nah it don't work that way yeah hey you're right you call us country slow and whatever yeah okay that's cool (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so that was one of the lessons you know lessons I, I one of the things I learned is I wish I could have walked away because a few times I couldn't help it but there was several times I probably couldn't like, yeah whatever so and, and and that's that's definitely one um man you talking about if I could do it over again that's a good question yeah. what would you do I, different what would I do I, I probably would have became an officer yeah. um just on the strength that I had education and I think that's me- that's one thing that messed people up about me personally you know getting in a situation like when well, you do you, they think because uh, you can go get into nonsense that that is along the lines of your education of your intelligence at times which was far from the truth like no oh, dude I got a degree I got all this stuff I just didn't yeah. take no shit, and so I would—I probably would have done that different and took took that life to to do better from for. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily for myself because I'm happy, but I would have a path to do help others. So that's what I would have done differently, without a doubt. Is as I would have took a different, a high road more often than not. Yeah. So with me, I'll say that. The lessons that I learned over the years in the military was that I think that a lot of times I didn't, you know, and it wasn't until like last, you know, few years, you know, I was in the military. I was like, I started believing in myself. At the time, you know, I was just, you know, listening to everybody tell you what you can't do, what you can't do, what you can't, and all this other stuff. And I sometimes I didn't believe in myself. And I thought that, and I would get caught up in what the, you know, what people, what, you know, people had, had said, this, you know, the path that most people do. You know, you go on this path and you're never gonna go no other path but that. That's the path, you know what I'm saying? That you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that. Saying that you, you know, you, all you're gonna do is be a, a master sergeant. Most people retire as a master sergeant. That's kind of what I thought at the time. And then when I hit sin, I was like, oh, I'm a sin, you know what I'm saying? And I thought I could make chief. And then when I made chief, I was like, oh, damn, you know what I'm saying? Everything I thought that I probably couldn't do, you know what I'm saying? Because out of all my immediate partners, I think I'm the only one to make chief. You know what I'm saying? Out of all my media partners, man. And so everybody was telling me, and I think I just didn't believe in myself. So now, and I, and I think I care more what people thought. You know what I'm saying? The lessons, I don't really care what no, nobody think. You know what I'm saying? I follow my dreams. I follow my life. I follow, because I had a dude when I was at Homestead, at Reserve Base, I worked there, man. And he was my he was my supervisor on, on, on the military side. And he was one of the dudes that worked with me on the, on the, on the civilian side. And he told me one day, he was like, man, you say, as long as I'm in this unit, man, you ain't never gonna make master sergeant. And I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's cold to say, cause I was all talking about what I was gonna do. And, and, what, and I think that inspired me and I never let that go. And I held on to what he said. And they just, it's that same day, I jumped in the truck. I went over to this, this, you know what I'm saying? By that time I had to left off active duty, I was in reserves. And I went over to this dude 
Fist Lady, I said, I want to look at an IMA position. It just so happens that the dude out there, the chief I was stationed with in Korea, in Panama, when I was stationed in Panama, he was now the chief in Charleston and he picked me up. And that started my trajectory on me going on to everything I started doing by that guy saying what he said. He inspired me to say, I'm going to do this. You know what I'm saying? So that's lessons. If I could do something over, just between me and you, if I could do something over, you know, I don't tell nobody this, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? I could do one thing over in my life. Now, I love my life. I love my situation. You know, I got a good life. I got a good, you know, good uh, relationship, good things. I don't have no issues, man. But if I could do it all over again, I remember Jack. Jack, he's working there, you know what I'm saying? He worked in, in NPF, I think. And he had Janelle. I don't know if you remember Janelle. Mm. And if I could do it all, you know what I'm saying? Because Janelle was, was feeling you, boy, you know what I'm saying? And I just, I just saw her or what she was not. And if I could go back, I would have did. I would have saw Janelle for what she was. And I'd be like, look, you know what I'm saying? I would have played it different. Because she was feeling it, you know what I'm saying? And Jack told me what to do. He was like, yo, just go out there and tell her. And I put a note on her car. And she was like, man, she's being my, y'all can't to come to my room. And Janelle be sitting there. Y'all be trying to give me all kind of opportunities and whatever. And then, you know, and then I would hook up with other people. And they be, they be smashing. And I was mad as hell. I was like, yeah. And, I, and, I, and if I could do it again, I would not have hated on my partner, Rubio. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have hated on him. You know what I'm saying? I did her hate on him because I was upset. And it was my fault because I I, I did that. You know what I'm saying? I, I pushed them. I pushed them on her and them together. You know what I'm saying? So it was on me. And you know, it's, it's still like, you know, a little simple thing, but but I would have did that. I would have did that whole situation differently. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak a few minutes of, a few seconds on that. I'ma commend you. But hold on, hold on. Before you do that, because you know your boy, the boy from Jacksonville, what's his name? He smashed. Oh, man. I know, you, I know you're talking about. DG. from Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after. And that same, maybe we was at the party at, at a little function, and that cat, you know what I'm saying? That same night, I was so, I was mad. I was, I was like, dang. And he came back and told me, what's that cat? I can't even think of his name right now. But yeah, go, go ahead, Chuck. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, man. No, you good. I'm a, I'm a commend you for being able to take that step and admit that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people because I don't care who you are. None of us are perfect. We've all uh, took a path that we regret. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So. Um, obviously, <laughs> I probably should bring Slim up, man. But it's but it's funny. I gotta say it because of a, a story. I know she ain't watching, and if it's out there, it's out there. So everyone knew what what she was doing. Rashawn, Rashawn, yeah, that's the name. Yeah, I knew Rashawn. Yeah, I know. You was with Rashawn for a long time, bro. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I, I thought y'all was. I thought she was gonna be the first Miss Cook. The side of hell she put me through. Oh, yeah, boy. Ooh, she put you through it. <laughs> I won't forget this particular story. So I was kind of on my own. I'm like, yo, nah, I'm, you know, clarity in my mind, man. This is slim, whatever. So we in the joint, um, Racking Cube. That's the name of the joint. We in the joint, and um, the dude she was dating before me, we was cool. 
and the dude she dated after me, we was cool too, but they was cool. So we all in the joint. All three was having to be there. And we in the club and we in the line. And she's like, I'm gonna put y'all in order. It was foul, because old boy she was with at the time. He got kind of you know out of out of shape. You know what I mean? Cause me and the other brother, we was like, man, whatever, man. <laughs> Do you. And I don't know if he beat her up or whatever the case may be, but it was it was kind of a funny situation when you look at things that happen like that. I know they had got married, and the crazy thing was I ran into this brother. Me and his brother was cool. And at the BX, he was like, I gotta get my dime piece. I see them both in the BX. I'm like, hey, congratulations to you, son. Uh, uh, I, got, I got my bro, I got my whoop, got my queen. I, I, you ain't gotta explain nothing to me. Why, why you talking to me about her? I'm not gonna tell you anything because it ain't, you know, it ain't gentleman like, you know, what the, her past is her past. And, and yeah. Then he kind of got mad at both of us. I'm like, dude, I ain't talking to the girl in a year. I don't want nothing to do with her. Leave me. Look, I got a new, I got a new chick, man. I, I, I don't want, I ain't involved in y'all foolishness. If you get married, get married. Love her, treat her right. Leave me alone. I, I, I'm, I'm supportive with you. I ain't gonna hate. You ain't got to worry about me backdooring you. Nothing. <laughs> you don't understand. I don't want nothing to do with this girl ever. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I know your I know your struggle and your pain, bro. I I, I witnessed it. <laughs> I said, bro, you you do not have to worry about me. I don't need no sir, <laughs> no sir. But that was just that whole thing was funny and and you know he ain't on here. That's how I met T. <laughs> was through her. I never told the story. He, he catch it on and she on. And um, I think we was at the club, man. They was cool. And then we just, we been cool every day and ever since. And then, you know, kind of put him on to, you know, his joint. You know, oh, without, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the rest is history, man. It's just all of that culminated through our years of brotherhoods and friendships. So much stuff went down. Oh yeah. Oh that's, man, that's, that's, that, that's why I mentioned the dungeon. You know what I'm saying? Wait, we we gonna go back to this hip hop now. We got we got you know what I'm saying? Yeah, back, we back, we back to hip hop. We 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 side. Yeah, we side. Okay. So let's get back. You know that was good answer though. Let's get back. So J Cole or Kendrick Lamar and why? J Cole or Kendrick Lamar and why? Kendrick. Why? Easy. Kendrick makes better music. Kendrick makes better music. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. You know. So, I can expound on this a little bit. Um, people ain't gonna agree with me. I don't particularly care for J Cole's production. No, I, I don't think his production that bad though, man. When I listen to some of his production, I'm like. He he has a good he has a good ear to take some of the old classics and rework them, and these young people don't even know that they listening to a tribe called Quest. They don't even know what they listening to. They don't know they listening to some Wu Tang that he done remixed. 
I've always had a problem with his production. It's kind of sleepy and boring. But when I say that, I'm going to say this record, I'm going to contradict myself right here. The For Your Eyes Only record, I don't know why, that record kind of resonated with me. Maybe it hit a spot. Um, but to me, J. Cole, lyrically, he's sharp. I can't take that from him. He is. But he's, he comes off more of he needs to be spoken words. Kendrick, I just look at Kendrick, man. It's like, I listen to um, Section 80. People think uh, Good Kid Mad City is bad. I'm like, Section 80 is crazy. Crazy. I love that. I love that album. He has that. You know, he has, to me, he just makes better music. Now, I ain't knocking nobody who likes Cold more. Because I do understand that Cole, Cole's grind is different. You have you respect Cole because Cole doesn't he doesn't come off as anything. He just he comes off as just a dude who just does his thing. And Kendrick does too, but Kendrick has a a little more uh, I don't want to say popularity because J Cole's more popular. Kendrick has a little more. I can't put a, I can't put a word. I, to I would say to me he he he's he's the modern day Andre three thousand. He's very creative. He's very artistic, and I'm not saying that Cole is not artistic because you know just because you wearing a you know what I'm saying you know just because you wearing you know baggy clothes I mean clothes whatever you know because he he don't, he ain't he don't be stylish. I think in his yeah. early career he was very stylish. Now J Cole don't care. He got a bohemian thing going on. You why, why Kendrick Lamar he just himself you know what I mean his. His lyrics are more bohemian. Where 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 J. Cole, his dress is more bohemian, but his rhyme is the same, you know, kind of the same as it always been. But that's not the case with Kendrick. Kendrick is elevated. Every time he come out with a new album, he's testing the waters. He's doing what Andre 3000 did. Okay, there we go. Eclectic. He's yeah. eclectic. There you go. Because you're right. You're spot on. I think that that's the perfect way of putting it. I think J. Cole, while he goes into more conscious, he goes into those elements, but kind of stay, you know, he, he does the thing. Kendrick does reach out a little bit. Because if you listen to his records, if you take Section 8 from Good Kid Mad City and then um, to Pimple Butterfly, Pimple, Pimple Butterfly. He, he went completely, he went completely. He's Andre 3000. He's the, he's the modern day Andre. Then he went, he went a totally other way when he did, you know what I'm saying? He, he said, be humble. Then he went the yeah. other way on be humble. That was, that, that, that was hard. I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? Cole ain't doing that. That's why I say he's the, he's the modern day Andre 3000 if you really want to look at it. And Kendrick is also a battle rapper. That's and, what and he, 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 he ready to get these boys. He on them. That's what they don't know. Kendrick is a battle rapper. He comes from the battle. They look, I'm like, dude, he comes from the battle. If you watch him, like he has YouTube videos where he's on there ciphering, killing dudes. He I, cold, man. Yeah, he cold. You know what I'm saying? K-Dot, he's been to me. So, 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 the stump the chump again, I'm gonna stump you again. You know what I'm saying? It's probably one of the age-old questions, but I'm about to ask it, because I know I want to hear it from your mouth. Nas or Jay Z? Nah. Me, Me too. Nah. Me too. Nas. <laughs> I ain't, as a matter of fact, 
Jay Z just won the 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 uh, the, the, uh, the the what you call him? The, um, they put him in music in the, in, the, in the Hall of Fame. I went the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was I just put I put LL out. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like LL more than I like Jay Z. I ain't even put Jay Z out like that. I mean, I like Jay. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying. I never was. I mean, we was in I was in Panama, man. Which is one dude who was just like uber Jay Z fan. He thought everything Jay Z touched. And I'm like, I got Jay Z, but Jay Z don't go out of his comfort zone. Jay Z stays in his comfort zone. He gonna get some some rap about drugs and himself and boastful rap. He don't you know, like he said, you know, what I'm saying lyrically he could be to lead Kwali, but since he don't make no money, he ain't been he ain't been common sense. You know what I'm saying or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it. But here's what I will say about rapper. Jay. Here's huh? what I will say about Jay, which put which put him. I'm gonna say a couple things about Jay. If people watching, Jay is the greatest student of all time. I, I can't take that from him. I, 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 think, I will agree. I will agree. I think, I think from that perspective, is his, his astute students of the game. And Jay, unlike most artists, whether you like him or not, and I like Jay, I don't think he's the greatest ever, but Jay knows how to work with every... He's not stuck on, like, New York. He's not no. stuck on this. He knows how to do things with everybody. And that's what puts Jay. That that's the thing that helped Jay. I mean, yeah. to me, um, reason. So I, I look at Jay's catalog. Reasonable doubt, crazy. Love the record. And speaking of Jay, and people will curse me for this. The Dead President song to me, I thought was terrible. I didn't like it. But the rest of that album was crazy. The Dead President. I'm trying to think what album that was. You talking about from the, it was the on reasonable one. doubt? It's oh yeah, yeah, down. yeah. The dead pre okay, yeah. I need presidents to represent me. Yeah. About the sampling that was in that? Yeah, I didn't like that record. Oh. The volume one record, it grew on me. I mean that it was never a grew decent on me, record. I, I didn't like him running around in the shiny suits. That didn't grow up on me. Yeah, I didn't like like the, the shit with baby face and little Kim was trash, but he, the yeah. joint he did with too short was nuts. And um the Where I'm From record, that's one of my favorite records. I, I ain't gonna lie, I love that record. So, Marcy's son? Yes. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, of course. That's one of my like, favorite Jay, ones, too. Yeah, that, that right there. That was like, gutter. That, that's what I'm saying. When he was gutter, I was in it. You know what I'm saying? When he made tracks like that, yes. Up the street and down the block, I was like, oh. <laughs> Cough up a long where I'm from, Marcy's son. I was yeah, like, yeah, when that beat came uh, up, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. I was like, okay. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. When I first heard yeah. it, I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I didn't like, yeah. I, I, so he knows how to make joint. I just think Nas, Nas had some terrible production on yeah, some of the joints. I did not like the album he did with 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 with, with, uh, with Kanye, man. I tried to listen to some of it. It's all right, but you know, I I, I prefer the last couple he done did. You know what I'm saying? King's Disease. I like that. The first King Disease was crazy. The first King Disease. The second King... Because he worked with these young boys now. Everybody want to... Everybody don't sound good rapping over these young boy tracks. They just don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I understand everybody want to be in with these young boys, but you try to rap like you on a young boy track, it don't fit everybody. Yeah, I got Jay do it too. I don't like when Jay-Z rap over some of these young boy tracks. Let the young boy do their thing. You can do it. But it's a way to do it. You got to be complimentary to you as an artist of your caliber or your age. It's like wearing skinny jeans 
when you oh, damn fifty. No. No, you That's jumping what? in. You can't everybody can't rap off of that. It's like wearing skinny jeans when you fifty. If you around here wearing skinny jeans when you fifty, I should take you ever see it with Martin be like, he said, blah blah. I mean, you shouldn't yeah, wear you didn't get slapped in your face. Black out, You shouldn't wear them motherfuckers, period. Period. But if you 50 years old, you should not be wearing skinny jeans. No. I'm sorry, bro. You should not be doing it. Same Take thing with the music. Long. You should not be trying to rap on with Young Thug. If you 50, leave that alone. That ain't even your era. But I understand. That's the new music everybody want to fit in, but it ain't for everybody. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. But no. yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna move on to the next one. So I'm gonna get We beat the hell out of that. So I, I think the point is clear. Do not wear skinny jeans when you fit. I have next one. You did. You know what I'm saying? Most slept on underground MC or group. I think I know who you gonna say, but I might be wrong. Most underground slept on MC. Most, most slept on. Yeah, most. Did I say it right? Most. Slept on underground MC a group. I think I know what you're gonna say, but I might be wrong. So I can't use the roots, I imagine. You already used they ain't underground. Uh, uh, underground would be like epidemic. <laughs> that might be who I choose. <laughs> nah, is that that's who you go? That ain't who I expected you to go with, but that's who you're gonna go with. I'm thinking. Maybe Planet Asia. Bam. That's what I thought <laughs> he was gonna go with. Yeah, I'm I'm because I'm trying to think who who has at least tethered off into like I know the roots have tethered off in the mainstream at least. But yeah, I would say Planet Asia. But um I've been a big uh proponent support of Epidemic, by the way. I love Epidemic. I wish they would come out with more music, man. I keep watching they watching their Facebook page, waiting for something to drop, man, but I I don't think they get back together no more. They broke up? I, you haven't seen no more music. All you see is what's the name? Hex. Which is what's Hex his name? One. Um Hex. I can't think it's I guess Hex, whatever. I know it's Hex One. Hex One. All you see is Hex One. He do stuff here and there. You know, I done seen him do Hex One. I seen him do stuff with Sky Zoo. So like I said, he he been doing his own thing. The other cat, I don't see him much. So when you talk about this planet Asia, my guy, Sky Zoo is another yeah, one. Yeah, but that you can't take mine, man. Mine was gonna be, <laughs> you cannot take mine. Mine I won't was gonna take be Sky Zoo and Odyssey. Good choices. Good choices. Sky Zoo as MC, as group, I think the, I think one of the most slept on group is the one group that Jay Cook Cole got. What's their name? Um, they, they young boy, they kind of remind me of Outcast a little bit. Earth Gang. Earth Gang. Most slept on group, Earth Gang. Mm. My son put me up on that game, and I've been on, I'm all about Earth Gang now, boy. I can't think of another group off the top of my head. It'll take me some time, but yeah, Earth Gang is uh Yeah, I can't yeah, them 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 dudes they they nice. They nice. They, they nice. nice. All the albums I've heard thus far is nice, man. Yeah, it's hard to go against. It's hard I to like think about it's, it's think about what group, man. The groups is not it's not a whole lot of groups. You know, so oh, you talking about under, uh, you know, ugly heroes. I like ugly heroes. Oh, I love ugly heroes. Verbal kit nasty. Yeah, well, I say I like ugly heroes. You know what I mean? If you want to go into something like that, we probably lose Cash we start talking about it too. But between Odyssey, I'm an Odyssey fan. I follow him. You know, between Odyssey and and, and, and my man MRK XX, I'm about to get with it, man. 
him he got a joint now with Sky Zoo. So now that you just reminded me, oh, I it just lost me. I just lost my thought about the group. I was the hero. I I just had some off the top of my head as far as the MCs out there. I mean, I don't think it wasn't Crooked Eye or nothing like that. Did you listen to the song I sent you? The video I sent you with the young cat yeah. rapping off of Nas? Yeah. Oh. What you think? I love it. Mutant Academy. God, oh, I, I like them too. Mutant Academy. I like them too. After you said something, I went back and stopped. Because I know I had seen stuff pass on my Facebook page because they pop up every now and then with them. I was like, yeah, I know who these dudes was. Yeah, yeah, they nasty. They nasty. They nasty. It's, it's a bunch of underground cats I pop up and I listen to, but I can find them. Because I just go on title and I just start listening to stuff. Man, I'm like, man, these cats is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so this one I'm going I'm to pivot into what I call the artist corner. So this is what I do. Each episode, I come in, I just throw some game to cats, you know what I'm saying? And so I give them game. Last episode, I gave them some game on copyright and trademark. This time, I'm going to give them some game on independent and major. So you always watch it, the Breakfast Club, not Breakfast Club, but doggone your drink champs, not drink, yeah, drink champs. And you'll hear Nori come on there. He, he loved the majors. Major, he thought Ja Rule was going to come on there and say he loved the majors. And Ja Rule was like, nah, I love the independent so. Here's the difference. Yeah, I'm going to throw this and you can take it. I done been in both of the worlds. So when I was about 17, I got signed to my first record deal. So these dudes, we signed, you know, we didn't know no better. My, you know, it was, it was, you know, my cousin Dez, my boy Sporty Sput, my man Bianco. We had a group called Southern Line. You know, we had a little, little, little joint. We used to go traveling and do show. We had a joint called, like I tell you, I, I was, I was, I was so, I, when I first heard Outkast, do them, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, the players' ball, I had to come up with something. So I, I came up with, you know what I'm saying, against the white walls. The diamond in the back, some root. But I was just like, you know what I'm saying? What was, what was um, what, what, why again? What's up? What's up? Um, Vogue. It was, I can't think of it. It was talking about Vogue's and whatever. I can't think of the hook now. But I switched it around and I was talking about riding Vogue's and against the white walls. We would go around performing this song everywhere. And, and so we got a, 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 a deal. All right, and so we, we got a deal with a local record label, you know, signed with them, had a lawyer look at oh, we ain't no better. We signed though, uh, and not really that, when somebody put on your thing, in, in, in infinite, infinity, they own your damn name. You, you don't understand when you 17 years old what that meant mean, but at the time my name was Cool CT, and my name could never be Cool CT again. My little cousin name was Lil Dead. His name can never be Lil Dead. Sporty Spud can never be Sporty Spud because they own his name, Infinity. In, in forever, ever, ever, ever. So, when you sign up with a major, the short, the, you know, the, the short, the long and the short, you sign with a major, they're going to give you something. They're going to give you money. Yeah, you're going to get money up front. You'll get something, but you really don't get that money up front. And a lot of artists make a mistake. They go out there, they buy their chains, they buy their necklace and all this other stuff. But you know that money, but they gave you that money for you to go do stuff to get your album going. Get you, get you, get your producers, get your, your studio time, get whatever you gonna get, but you don't do that. You gonna spend on million dollar necklace or whatever it is. So now you gotta recoup that. So you get your first album. I think TLC put it. You ever gotta go back and look? You know, Google on YouTube as Left Eye explained perfectly what majors do to you. So you go get your money. You go with these cats. Yeah, they got the market. They got all that stuff for you. But guess what? You gonna have to do. You have to pay that damn money back. It's a loan. 
they say, oh yeah, we got you. Pay that stuff. They get their money up front. Your album don't sell, don't sell well. It's like you still owe them. You still owe them that money. They gave you a loan. Like you get loan from the bank, they owe you the money. So that was always the thing with me with major labels because I felt like, man, you can sign with a major. And it was what everybody was doing at the time. Nowadays, you don't have to do that. You could put a song out tomorrow. Right now, I could go to CD Baby and put a song out right now. I ain't got to wait on nobody to put my song out. The problem is you need marketing. You, if you need a major label, you need it for marketing. But now young guys already got their marketing together. So you really don't even need them for that now. So I would say if you want to keep control of your art and your stuff, independent is the way to go. If you want to be controlled and you need marketing that bad, a major is the way to go. But you're going to owe them some money. You're going to probably sign a horrible deal. They're going to own you for life. And if you don't give them what they want, they're going to kick you off the label and you're going to still owe them the money. So why not just take your chances being an independent artist and just do your thing? There you go. That is the game for you today. That's my artist corner for you. That is the game. So, hey, so, I'm, I'm, so two people talked about this. Nori being one of them. And it's crazy. You say that, and I follow what Young Thug said. Not that I like this dude. He kind of, he he might be the only dude to seem like he finessed it. He, he I saw, I, I, I peeped it because he, he, I always thought this dude was stupid, but when I heard him, I'm like, damn, it made sense. He, he said he signed his first deal and it was horrible, but he said he needed that for the, all the marketing. He signed it for a certain amount of time just to get huge. And then he got rid of them and he took their marketing, their publishing, or whatever that was, and finessed it to where he's at now. Damn, it made sense. He he said he took a terrible deal. He said he knew he did, but he said they was going to promote him like that. He's like, yeah, they got me. But now I got them and I make all the money. Yeah. And Nipsey Hussle got some stuff out there too, man. If you listen to some of the stuff, I like what Nipsey had said about doing mixtapes. Why you do all these mixtapes? Because you do the mixtape, they ain't got no record. They don't know Jay-Z. what you're gonna get. Um, I saw that. Said, I like that. Like, he said, Jay-Z you sound a label. You, he said, if you do that, hey, yo, what's what's up, Black? Black out here checking us out, man. What up, Black? My man Chuck on here, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can see Black down there, but they go Black. Black, what up? Black Black is the curator, curator of this of this podcast, you know what I'm saying? He down with MRKX, you know what I'm saying? Uh, SX, and that's Philly. So, you know, he he, he, he he's the curator. Oh, up? He jumped in every now and then. But yeah, Nipsey said it, Nipsey had some good stuff. Nipsey was like, yo, he was like, um, he was like, yeah, you know, he don't put his stuff out, he put it on mixtapes, because if you put it out on CD Baby and all the other stuff, then they got a record of if you don't sell nothing. If you do a mixtape, they don't know, you know, they can't they don't know if you're selling nothing or not. It's like you just you just gambling out there. So but 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 the thing I don't like about mixtapes is you don't get it, don't go everywhere. You you, you subject to that platform. When you do something through CD Baby and some of these other platforms, your stuff is everywhere. So I wouldn't be able to, okay, so for example, when I put it, when I put something out on Instagram, like I do a story, or I do it on Facebook, the reel or something like that, I can take my songs that's out there and I can add them to my reel. I can add them to my story. Well, I can't really do that on mixtapes because I got mixtape out there, quarter water out there. We got some hot stuff on quarter water, but I can't take none of quarter water stuff and put it on, out there on, on a real or a story. So 
that's my spiel on it, man. You know what I'm saying? But so I got another. So we, we almost to the last question before I play this song. So, um, so do you, I got to know? Do you have any music that you would recommend right now? Who you list that you think right now you would recommend? Does it have to be hip hop? No, I'm I'm telling you, what I recommend right now for people to listen to is uh, is the, the, the Fonte chick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what I said her name was early on. Um, I've been listening to her. Yeah, Fonte, Fonte, new girl that he got. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would say that she is dope, and I think you should listen to her, Snarky Puppy. No, her name not Snarky Puppy, man. Oh, oh, Snarky Puppy's dope. I don't know who the hell he talking about. He said oh, Snarky oh, Puppy. I had to go check. Oh, out. hold on, hold on. Snarky Puppy's dope. Is are they? Yes. I know who they are. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you who the chick is. I got I got a blank out here real quick. I gotta tell you who she is. I just forgot her name and now I'm mad. Her name is um B My Fiasco. That's her name. Her name is B My Fiasco. Check out B My Fiasco. She is she is produced by Fonte. B My Fiasco. I'm been bumping her every day. Bad dreams. That's the name of it. Who you got, Chuck? He says snark, snarky puppy. I'm about to check him out. Who you got? Who you got, Chuck? Oh, I'm gonna hit you with Marie Dawson. Okay, who? Marie Dawson. Marie Dawson. Dawson. D a h l m s t r o n. Dawson. Okay. She's from like she's from like Sweden or something. I'm telling right. you. <laughs> I'm gonna check out. You know what I'm saying? So, be my fiasco, snarky puppy, and that's that. So my thing came up and said 10%. So we almost, <laughs> so I gotta hurry up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to play this song. Since you said you wanted some black thought, he said she dope. You know what I'm saying? Black black say she dope. Who, Marie Dawson? He must have already listened to her. He said Yo, she dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to it now since you just said it. So let me play this track, man. So, you know, we don't have the beats. But I'm, this is for you because I know you're a black thought fan and I want you to be happy. And this mm -hmm. is one of my favorite songs. And it's one of my favorite albums. You know what I'm saying? Thing, all things fall apart. All the things fall apart. So you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah
grip and still slips and lift me up Ever since I was a pup, I was designed to a You get to know me, you poke me slowly when caught buzzing Some niggas thought they was, when of course they wasn't Pumped up with the dozen, the pellets all in their skeleton Transform from the norm, start the brainstorm Yeah, my league beef from the roots, he ain't gone I took the wrong exit, the signs of Langhorn I'm trapped up in about five worlds with live pearls Shout to all my equines, whose name is Jalil The motor's deep voice, so let your hand expand it Command it, taking you back like not slandin' Check you out. Hey, I use Big Text 36 on Twitter. Uh, a great check in, obviously, on IG. Yeah. I don't even check that at often, but I need to check it more. You need to check it more because I, I just hit you up today. <laughs> and then, obviously, the regular Facebook is just Chuck, Chuck Cook. But. Yeah. So, hey, man. 
my man, you know what I'm saying? It was been a pleasure, man. I, I just, I just need, we need to do this, man. We got to do this again. But I want to change it up, man. You know, I bring artists on here and I do stuff like that. But like I said, as people, if people take the time to listen to this, they going to know real quick that you are artists. You are artists. You, know, you just ain't rapping like you ain't got no songs out. But you just as good, you know what I'm saying? You know, as far as knowing who artists are, who are good, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, if you, if, if, man, if you ever had to put your mind to it, you could have been one of these cats, but hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you you supported all us, man. You supported all yeah. us, Andromeda, all these MCs, producers. And so he, you know, he know cats that I don't know. He know more people that I know that, 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 that I, than I know that's out there doing hip hop stuff. We got Yogi that do DJing. I want to bring Yogi yeah. on here and talk to him. Yeah, you, you gotta know what get saying? him on that. You know, anybody else you can think of from the crew or people back in the day that you know that's still live in this hip hop, you know what I mean? Bring them. Holler at me, man. I'll bring them on the show, man. Because that's what this is yeah. about, man. It's just showing love to everybody. Yeah, you got to get them all on from Swan on. All of them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm guy by Swan. He going to have to be another honorary cat I bring on. I just saw Swan <laughs> in Tampa about a month or so ago, in August. You know, I went down to Tampa, man. I saw Swan, man. Me and Swan grabbed something to eat. You know what I'm saying? This nice restaurant. And we sit and chopped it up for a little bit. So now, nah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me and yeah, all the people who we was cool with, we still cool with them. I still got oh, love. Man. We still love each other, man. So, sure, sure. hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It's getting late. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm a, we done talk about two, three hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to be two shows. So, hey, this this the end of the, the Salutes podcast for the night, man. Hey, my man Chuck, thank you, bro. Thank you for stopping through. Hold tight. You know what I'm saying? After I get off here, we're going to chop, chop it up for a minute before I get out of here. But, hey, man. Salute podcast, your boy, you know what I'm saying, the, the hip-hop chief, Conscious Rhyme, my man Chuck, 13th episode, more to come. We're going to get ready to go into the second season where I got more dope cats that's going to come on here and show you what military cats do for hip-hop. For sure. it's, just, it's just the first season. We got just for the sure. first. So we out, man. Hey, it's Salute. We out, bro. All right. Peace.